G'day and welcome to On The Esky and Aussie Sports Podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport, dribble a little, discuss uh, you know pertinent issues relating to mankind and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> and, and one of those is the start of the Indian Premier League. It will start next weekend. So what better time than now to preview the upcoming season. We'll kick off the show by looking at the 10 teams, uh, looking at any ins and outs and uh, – Giving some, mm, I want to say predictions, although it's very unpredictable sport uh, and league. But uh, we'll definitely have a look at um, at the teams and and give our thoughts. Plus a uh, bit of footy, rugby league. The Broncos are undefeated, fifty thousand in there at Suncorp mm. on Friday night. Uh, fair few people over over the river um, at the Gabba, uh, but unfortunately, someone <laughs> turned off the lights. <laughs> Power outage, climate change. Uh, yeah. can't, can't keep up with the demand. Uh, and then a bit of a sort of quicker wrap-up to the show. Uh, the NBA, the playoffs are around the corner, a bit of March Madness. Mm. If anyone watches college ball, uh, I don't really. Um, and then the final round, we often talk about the NFL and soccer. Soccer's on international round, not a whole lot for the NFL for a few weeks uh, before we preview the draft. A little bit of F1 and UFC to wrap it up. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can skip to the sports that you like. Please check us out on the socials. We like to kick off the show by shouting a beer. Sean, you always like to get baseball in there. Yes, yes, sneak beer. <laughs> and, and it's usually this man as well that gets a yeah, shout yeah, of beer. He's, he's had a few. He's had a few. He spoke about Sam Kerr last week. Uh, this, yeah. this bloke's had a couple. Who is yes. it? Uh, Shohei Otani, um, who had the, the winning game-winning strikeout in the World Baseball Classic, which I guess is essentially their World Cup, beating the USA uh, 3-2 uh, against his um, teammate and Michael Tr- and Mike Trout, sorry, oh. um, uh, who had loaded bases essentially and was uh, the USA, I think, were coming back to it. But that's first win for Japan of the World Baseball Classic and I think Jimmy was saying 14 years a minute ago. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, impressive result. Um, to see him, of course, uh, continuing his dominating run as a both a hitter and a pitcher um, in, in baseball, and then to get Japan over USA, I thought that was worthy this week of uh, of a, a shout of beer from me on the end of the table. Enjoy the beer from Sean Shohei Otani. Uh, yeah. I'm going to shout a beer. Uh, this has been a lot in the news over the last few days mm-hmm. over here uh, in Australia. Joseph Suali'i. Uh, is going to take the bag to go over to Rugby Union and make a fair bit of money. Uh, some reports uh, estimating up to $1.6 million yep. a year. Uh, as the great Peter Volandis of uh, runs two sports at the same time fame uh, <laughs> said, it's hard to blame Joseph for going to rugby and considering it as his future when he's going to be paid twice the money for doing half the work, a good little shot at rugby union and being able to hide out on the wing or outside centre. I'm pretty sure every NRL, like, um, commissioner said the exact same thing. I think they said it when Wendell left, when Matt Rogers (laughs) left, when Lottie left, when when Sonny Bill there. I was like, yeah, they'll go over there and won't have to do this much work later. You know, of course, sending the stick that – Rugby union is not as hard as it, as the rugby league is, of course. That's it. Did you see the cheese comments as well? Yeah, the cheese league? comments <laughs> was it was funny. Uh, you know, you a one point six million dollar wing is not going to help the Wallabies beat the All Blacks, which is probably <laughs> a fair bit of truth about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the question is, will he play uh, wing uh, f- 
if he makes the Wallabies squad or whether he actually steals a fullback role there um, will be yeah, time Time will tell for that one. But and it's that's, a, it's a, good that's the big caveat is the time that it won't be until 2025. So he's still got all of this year and all of next year to play mm-hmm. out for the Roosters. Uh, so, mm. look, for, for mine, I'm, I am shouting him a beer because, son, take the money. Uh, yeah. A lot of people like to say, oh, wh- where's the loyalty in sport, etc., etc. Uh, you've You've got a young man here who can go out and – Essentially, uh, double double his wage. Um, I say, good on you, mate. Go go get the money, and uh, oh, then maybe come to the dragons after that. It, well, <laughs> I think it's it's perfect timing, essentially, because uh, World Cups in twenty twenty seven. So he he'll leave, play, probably make the Wallaby squad, mm-hmm. um, play Union for three years, uh, play the World Cup, and then he'll be free. By that time, Teddy's probably will retire because I think he'll be. 37 by then. Twenty twenty seven, man. I, I can't play until next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he'll be – if he plays well, of course, in the union, then there'll be plenty of teams that want him as a one. The Roosters, of course, will probably want to throw money at him. And he'll be, what, 26 or 27 himself? So in the prime, essentially, to get a bag and come back to to uh, rugby, rugby league. Teddy will be 34 in 2027. But mm. Sue Ali, he, he's, mm. he's only – what nineteen now? So he'll be peak. Oh no, he's yeah. I've I've overestimated his age. Yeah, he'll be 24. Uh But but yeah, good on you. Um, rugby probably needs all the help it can get. You've you've definitely heard that if you've listened to this podcast. Yeah. Before. Besides, this what has rugby been doing the last six months? Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, Super Rugby. Oh, Rugby's doing. Rugby's, a, Rugby's sm- yeah. scoring sixty points every week in week out. They just <laughs> haven't played in New Zealand teams yet. <laughs> true that. True that. Uh, Max, who are you shedding a beer this week? Yes. Um, so following on from Sean's theme last week, I am shouting uh, Cowboy Cerrone a beer this, this week. So uh, it was announced today, I, I assume, at the UFC today, uh, yep. that Cowboy Cerrone will be entering the UFC Hall of Fame, uh, the the modern arm of it, uh, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, yeah, so obviously one of the – great stalwarts of the um, UFC uh, lightweight division as well. Mm-hmm. Just reading off – I was just looking at some of his stats earlier. So he has six fight nights – fight of the night um, throughout his career, tied second most wins in the UFC history for, at 23 wins with Andre Lofsky there, tied second most for finishes in the UFC. Um, are you just bringing up his record there mm. for the last couple? Yeah, he, he, I think he held the. No, I was trying to work out the run. He had a record of I think he had like seven fights, seven or eight fights in um, like a two-year span. Um, yeah, he was, he was one of those guys. If uh, the UFC needed a dude to fill in, uh, he was on speed dial. And yeah, he'd fight yeah. um, you know really close together. Well, look at that one. That's he fought on the third and then fought on the fifteenth, fifteenth mm. uh, of the same <laughs> month, fifteen days later. So, um, you know, he was he was excellent yeah. in that kind of role. Unfortunately, never I think actually won a belt no. in the UFC. Never got um, that belt. Yeah, but he, one of the, again one of those long term guys that you know, we grew up on uh, on the UFC. Yeah, that's it. Two decades. Um, and in that long streak of just fight after fight, it was winning as well. Mm-hmm. Like just putting up. And names as well. Like there's mm-hmm. heaps of names. Like we've, I talked about Benson Henderson. Um, he beat, uh, beat him and he just retired himself after a long run. So mm. yeah, there's heaps of names on there that you just um, go through and he's covered them all. There's a run there That's through it. 2014, 2015, 2016. 
where he's fighting four times a year and and the, his only loss was to um, RDA in in yeah. 20, for the 2015, belt. yeah, for the belt. And so, probably his yeah. worst fight in that in that span as well. Just yeah. just briefly, obviously, the bloke uh, deserves to be in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, was he one of those one of those guys that maybe pushed it a little bit too long later in his career? Uh, finished with one, two, three, four, five, six losses and a no mm. contest. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have a look at some of those names in his in the losses column and McGregor, Gachi, yeah. Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. The start there. So maybe yeah, back in two thousand nineteen. There was always po- a possibility of him fighting back and getting back into form, but then, yeah, definitely over the last year or so, I suppose age being uh, thirty nine now probably showed showed a little bit, and he got found out. Yeah, the, ga- the games moved on and progressed. Um, it was pretty interesting because uh, it was a surprise to him. His family kind of kept it secret, so he was a bit surprised on the broadcast. You know, a bit of tear- tears in the eyes. Um, so it was a, a lovely kind of sentiment, and I think him, um, uh, Jules Paul, Paul Paulva. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, and Anthony Silva will go in together. So they're kind of announcing the class and I think it's like June or July they will go in. Mm. Enjoy the beer courtesy of the Esky Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, boys, mop of the week. Uh, there, was, there was actually a fair <laughs> few nominations uh, this week. Uh, often we, we struggle to, to put one together. Uh, but we're, we're going to be talking some, some rugby league, some rugby league coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, can you kick us off with this one? Well, Anthony Seabold uh, was photographed uh, during the week um, having, a, having a snooze at Maccas after a heavy drinking <laughs> session with his mates. And it's a pretty Australian thing to have a snooze at Maccas. Yeah, I was going to say, say if, this isn't really a, a if mop. This is, if this it's is not a mop, mop of the week, then uh, <laughs> I, I need to have several yeah, yeah. mops. I'm pretty sure we've all done this. Had a, had a nap after a long I would have been nominated. Yeah, for yeah. this week as well. <laughs> you go for a, oh, really? Yeah. Quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Go for a it greasy, was very close. Greasy quarter pounder and uh, uh, just have a quick quick nap sesh while you recover a little bit. There is something about that, you know, the way that the the disgusting combination of the cheese <laughs> and the grease <laughs> and the onions and the special sauce it's the grease. hits you after a few squee squee moi moi's on a Saturday night. My goodness, it. Yep. I'm not a big Macca's man outside of after, uh, yeah. uh, you know, having a few. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> look, interesting that we've given him a mop here, but I, I can see yeah. definitely where where uh, the appeal is. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the dinosaurs of media beat it up as like he's a public figure, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he yeah, shouldn't yeah. be doing that kind of yeah. thing. But, you, uh, you know, it was for, for mop worthy, that's probably the least, the least uh, you know, bad Thing he could have done this week, um, but the, I think the memes, the photoshops, the ma- yeah, have, have, come f- have, yeah, have been very good um, out yeah. of it. So yeah, uh, uh, one so. that you sent was uh, Anthony Seabolt firing up the Manly Seagulls last night, and we'll talk about <laughs> the, the round four yeah. of rugby league in a second. Uh, but yeah, it was him having having a snooze, and uh, Manly seemed to have a snooze in the second half. Yes. Uh, a bit of gear. Like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's a double mop, uh, and this one. Look, as an organisation, um, I think this one is probably fair. Uh, we we just watched the Dragons lose. Conceded four, forty. <laughs> conceded forty <laughs> points. To, Second week in a row to the Cronulla Sharks, um, going down thirty-two points uh, there on Sunday night, um, and the mm. Dragons. Poor Hook. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's got the 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 plethora of. Um, of Australian journos or rugby league journos. Want his head. Want him at the moment. Um, a lot has been sort of speculated as to how long he will last this season. And the Dragons themselves have added fuel uh, to the fire <laughs> by saying that he's got to reapply for his own 
job uh, next year. It seems like the writing is on the wall for poor Hook. Yeah, and mm. it's such an odd thing, I guess, to do coming into round three of the season. Like, uh, I, uh, you know, there's some chat. Give it to Origin. Yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah. some there's some chat that uh, you know they've already got so many guys like interested coaches that were, you know in the job that they want to open it up and start getting people to apply, so include yourself, etc. Which um, still to me it seems silly that you'd you know publicly uh, make the think, statement yeah. that he's got to reapply for his own job, um, considering that we knew there were a team that was going to probably struggle. Um, they you know trying to fight off to stay off the bottom of the of the ladder. Mm. Um, and I don't know, to, to send your team that, hey, the guy, the coach is coaching at the moment um, was most likely on his way out, just kind of shooting yourself in the foot is the way yeah. I, feel, I feel it is. Doesn't instill any confidence uh, for, for the fans in him, doesn't probably bode well for, for his own psyche. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players have been pretty public in, in trying to support Hook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a lot of the Queensland contingent sort yeah, of well, came, come down, yeah. came down because of him and mm-hmm. uh, I think the, the problems at the club – Go a long way past the the coach. I think there's there's problems with the board, which and, is probably why this became public knowledge, etc. Yeah, there's, there's, it's yeah. Just the seems, front office. It just seems like a bit of a shit show. You look yeah. at the crowd there at Jubilee uh, tonight, very lacklustre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a shame as a fan of the club and and for a club with such a proud history. And we spoke about it in in our season preview and and said the, the merger clubs never had a had a wooden spoon. The the dragons the last time they got the wooden spoon was close to a hundred years ago. Yeah. Um. It it just it's it's not good optics. You know. Publicly, yeah. it's publicly humiliating your 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 coach. I think. Yeah, but even for the playing group, like if he's in there in the sheds at halftime trying to jam up and they. Getting stuck into a bit, they're just, just like, well, you're shit. not going to be here next year. Yeah, yeah. you might yeah. not be here next week, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so suppose that's yeah. it. Like. How, how are we going to lift and you know, yeah, yeah, you can see what the Dolphins do for Wayne Bennett, etc. Like, mm. how are you going to get the same kind of uh, you know, energy or morale to boost, um, yeah, to get your troops up for, for big games? Yeah, and we've seen in the last two weeks, Dragons essentially wilt in the second half, um, and let in big scores. and We've got the Dolphins next week. Concede another forty, and um, uh, <laughs> they, you know, those those dinosaurs in the media will will be after him with with everything, pitchforks and the like. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. It is uh, kind of like a double edged sword. Dinosaurs like. of pitchforks is not a bad image. Isn't that the movie sixty five out out at the moment with uh, the fake Darth Vader from um, <laughs> that show that you guys watch? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm, I am picturing dinosaurs with pitchforks. They've only got very short arms, yes. you know. Well, T Rex, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a brontosaurus maybe using his in his mouth or something. Uh, Swinging the pitchfork. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's double edged sword. Like, obviously, probably try and get some motivation out of um, Hook to keep pushing, keep performing, to keep his job, I guess. But then, like, when you are putting up losses, it's sort of just pile on. Yeah. Um, like you hear it from all angles. Well, um, add to this week's news as well that they've traded away uh, veteran uh, player in Aaron Woods. He's yeah. probably been playing unders the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, he, again, a veteran player you trade away for young talent that hasn't mm. played first grade games again. It kind of says like you push kicking at the can down the down the street, you're pushing it to, to yeah. next year kind of thing. Very I, short-sighted I ha- as well. Yeah, I don't hate that. Oh. Yeah, I don't hate the trade, but no, I meant yeah. the, the semantics and like the visuals of like mm. in the same week you say, hey, uh, Griffin's going to have to reapply for his job, and you trade mm. away, um, you know, two hundred plus gamer and Aaron Woods. 
Um, but yeah. admittedly, is is nowhere near the player that that he once was. He was. It, yes, that, they're that's, offloaded. That's, essentially. Yeah. yeah, you you could view that as an investment in your future. Yes, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're investing in the that's, future, and not focusing oh, on and, now, and, 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 they're not, and they're not concerned about 2023. Yeah. Yes, that's my point. Yes. Yeah, but then like like you mentioned before, Peps, like the players that came to play for him, like what happens to them, mm-hmm. those guys if they le- if uh, Hook leaves, like yeah, that, that's going to be on. That's, go. that's your leadership like, that's, team. Yeah, that's your yeah. leadership gone. A team yeah. is Ben Hunt. All we'll I can say it. is thank God for the fucking West Tigers, <laughs> boys. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about them a little bit later on, but I think we should finish the mop segment up. Do you want to talk about the lights going out of the Gabba? Turn off the lights in here, baby. <laughs> 40 minutes of lights out football. Is it really 40 minutes? Yeah, 38, yes. I think. Yeah, round yeah. up. Yeah. Round, round up. up. Always round up. Yeah. Uh, Billions, trillions. Well, they like to do it at the cashier, don't they? You're not getting away with 38 cents anyway. You're going to pay the even 40. Uh, yeah, the lights went out at the Gabba and you'd think as a player playing a, a pretty physically demanding sport, at least uh, for your soft tissue and, and cardiovascularly, uh, having to sit out for an extra quarter while the lights fly back up. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Lions were, were very lucky in this because they had a 40-point lead and managed to only hold on by nine. Nine, nine, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, Fags yeah. were saying that they were told to stay in the rooms and um, the Melbourne team was on the pitch warming up. So they got like an extra five minutes of warm-up. Whether that played oh, a part yeah. in, you know, them being, um, you know, a bit underprepared. But the game was so slow <laughs> that, that last that period. I think they, everyone was kind of had all the lactic acids and, you know, they were, were struggling to keep Understandably, going. Understandably, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the, the we're Ds. Playing an extra almost hour later than you expected mm, to yeah, as well. Yeah, the Ds were just slightly warmer and uh, I almost ran at home. But it was quite interesting. I guess Gabbery is a bit of an older stadium that all those lights run off the one power grid and it was mm. a, by reports a cable coming into the into the stadium that's shared um, well, with other lights, things. I saw one of the lights was like actually on fire. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it blew a light. But the, <laughs> the report was the, the uh, cable into the ground, which I think shared with, uh, you know, the not just the ground but the surrounding areas um, had, had an issue, which is why they had power right. outage. Um, so they had to get that mm-hmm. fixed to then fix the rest of it. But they it also, uh, I think, had to isolate that tower because it was on fire and you can't really restart a, mm. a broken yeah. bulb like that, uh, potentially to flick another transformer and have to wait another mm. – 40-odd minutes, but... It's it not as easy as screw, screw one out and put another yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, all the chat during, for, since then over the weekend has been about, um, you know, the renovations and uh, improvements that need to be made to the Gabba and, you know, an extra power supply uh, or your dedicated power supply and separate power supply for each light um, mm-hmm. will be the design going forward. So Not the first time it's happened either is what I've heard. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, biggest occasion, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gone out a few times there. And uh, the most recent memory for us, I think, was the Super Bowl, uh, Ravens 49ers. Yeah, that's that's getting on now. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah, Ray Lewis played in that game. Wow, we. No, (laughs) yeah. But, yeah, the effect of the lights turning off in that game was a huge momentum shift. It was as well. Yeah, Yeah, same thing. It's just like how do you – uh, again, park yourselves and then have to get the momentum going and uh, get the boosts and um, you know, play of the final of the game. But the AFL, mm. I think, handled it pretty well. They were pretty adamant that the game had to finish even though they had a 40-point lead just mm. for semantics. They didn't want to spread uh, any possibility of uh, they could have come back and won, and which we saw they almost did. Um, yeah. You know, they have the full allotment that they can uh, make have the chance and then no doubts that who was the winner out of that game. Mm. Very true. Right, Should we move on? Let's uh, jump some, over to the subcontinent. 
The biggest T20 tournament uh, that comes around annually is about to kick off. We will preview each team. I've written them as I always do in alphabetical order. It works well for my OCD brain. <laughs> by location? Uh, yes, by location, <laughs> by location. And luckily there's no the. There's no <laughs> super kings. They all have a, a, uh, a city or a state attached to them. Damn it. I've uh, been really wanting to find pl- new names new and names. places that uh, are just – out there. <laughs> Anyways, we'll start with the Super Kings <laughs> from Chennai. Uh, they finished ninth last year, pretty underwhelming, only won four games. However, they spent big on Ben Stokes. Uh, we've seen how good he's been in captaining uh, the the English team uh, through through the Red Bull uh, format. Um, it's a strong sort of Kiwi flavour about the about the Super Kings. Stephen Fleming is their coach. They've got Devin Conway, Mitch Santner, Cole Jamison. Uh, obviously, all three of them won't play at the same time. Given uh, the IPL's rules for having four international players in each team only, that will be a big focus of, of the upcoming preview uh, for, for anyone that's sort of just getting into the IPL or is maybe a bit more of a casual IPL fan. Uh, each team uh, has has a plethora of uh, internationals that they can choose from. Uh, however, you can only start four. So it makes mm-hmm. the way that, that you choose a team uh, on the night um, – it puts some demands on on that and uh, it, it's, mm. it's kind of one of the fun talking points, really. Uh, we see a lot of uh, players coming back. Uh, the ageless MS Dhoni is uh, going to skipper them again at the age of 41. Uh, Jadu, uh, he's, he's pretty good given uh, what we've seen well, uh, I think, this summer. I think at 41, if you're still getting uh, $1.4 million, it's yeah, it's, it's good reason. That's to US that. too. <laughs> yeah. All these prices that we'll talk about, they are US. US so you can US have a little bit of mayo. <laughs> If, uh, if you're listening down here in uh, in Australia. Uh, unfortunately for our Indian listeners, I haven't got the crawls and the lacks uh, there. I've already done the uh, the calculations to bring them over to, to currencies that sort of make sense to us. So uh, <laughs> apologies, uh, you'll have to do do the inverse. Uh, the, their top order looks pretty good. Uh, in in uh, It looks like Devin Conway might get a gig. Uh, Ruderaj Gaikwad, Ambadi Rayadu, and uh, and then that man Ben Stokes, mm-hmm. uh, nearly a two million dollar US man, uh, and then the middle order is is fucking hot as well. Shivam Dubey, uh, Moeen Ali, MS Dhoni, we've spoke about uh, Jadu, and then the the big man to talk about uh, was Deepak Chaha, who uh, mm-hmm. was injured for most of uh, of the IPL last year. Uh, he's raking in about one point seven mil US, uh, but the bottom. Two in in Chowdhury and uh, Thikshana, the spinner from Sri Lanka, not on big, um, big money. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because Cole Jamison is injured for mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. Uh, they do have mm-hmm. the likes of Ajinka Rahane, Dwayne Pretorius, um, and others there. Uh, for each of these teams, I've put a strength and a weakness. I think the strength we've we've spoken about that batting depth, uh, and it's kind of similar to to the. Indian test team, you know, when you've got the likes of Jadu or, yeah, or, or someone like, yeah, Moeen Ali, you know, that, that might bat, bat as low as seven. Yep. Um, it's pretty scary Just for four other teams. Um, look, they were disappointing last year. Uh, ninth, there was a few sort of strange results last year with them them and, and Mumbai mm. uh, playing pretty, pretty poorly. Yeah. I think on paper they don't look too bad. I think depth could be a little bit of an issue if, well, if, if well, they do have a few injuries. What's their pace like? I think that's the only question I kind of had. On yeah, well, well, with Jamison out, it's uh, mm. it's going to really de- depend on Deepak Chaha. 
uh, and and how he goes back as well. coming back uh, this year. Their spin options are pretty good with yes. with Jadeja and Thikshana. Chowdhury, he kind of he's you know he had to take the brunt of it last year Stokes when, when Chaha was bowl out his mids and Stoke yeah that's a good point there that's a good point Stokes might be able to fill in and, and bowl bowl your three three four overs here or yeah. there he's, up, he's not Jameson's kind of what, no. what I was getting at yeah, they, they might l- lack that type of uh, quick bowler I think it's a good point with with Jamison being injured I'm not sure how long he will be injured for and, and you'll, that'll be a common theme for for these previews mm. is there's a lot of injuries going into the tournament. Um, yeah, they, they probably do lack that genuine, you know, scary kind of quick. Yeah. I don't think they're a bottom two team. I think they played a little bit unders, a little bit disappointing last year. Well, I think that's the – with the IPL, the, it's very hard to separate and say these guys are going to be bad because um, you just have – because the, the, the amount of teams and the amount of uh, talent that they can bring in, they're talented across the board – it just it depends on who wins when they show up and, and play. So, uh, you know, Super Kings and the Indians just had a bad run of it last year. They can completely flip that script this year. Dude, it's a good point because you look at, say, the EPL at the start mm-hmm. of the year and you're like, oh, well, there's three teams but, that, yeah. that can win this. Yes. The, the IPL is the complete opposite. Like it's that worst thing to do a prediction for because <laughs> it's, it's so up in the air. Cricket as a sport, especially in, in T20 format, mm-hmm. is so up in the air. And then you've got teams that all – Buy players from an auction. You know, there's a there's a salary cap involved. Um, it's it's very very unpredictable. The spread of all these teams from the bookies is six to one to twelve to one. Yeah. So everyone's sort of there or thereabouts. Yes. Well, we yeah. will be bold and we'll try and make a few <laughs> predictions. Uh, <laughs> I I think the Super Kings will be better than they were last year. I think they miss out on the top four. Yeah. I've- it's going to be hard for me to judge until I have had a look at some of the other ones. Um, I, I, you know, we have personal investment in the Capitals doing well. Yep. And we'll get to them in a second. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think looking at that list, uh, you know, especially with the likes of Dadu and, uh, and Ben Stokes in it, that they should compete on a regular basis. So Kyle Jamison is gone for the entire season. Yeah, wow. seems like he's not part pulled of himself out of the entire IPL. That's so that, that's pretty big, pretty big. They yeah. bring in so a, that, that's their big South big African Pacers, Sisanda Magala. Haven't heard too much of him, so that that really puts uh, the pressure on on Chaha and Chowdhury and uh, whoever comes in to replace Kyle Jamison. That yeah. well, well, probably Chowdhury is the is the like for like. Um, it's going to be hard with without you know some some depth uh, through their quicks. Yep. You, you do look at that middle order and you think, well, you know. If we've got to go out there and yeah. chase two twenty, maybe they can do it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Just put up bulk runs and you prefer not don't to worry about. It. <laughs> you prefer to defend. <laughs> There's a few teams that we'll look at where where it's like, oh well, their their batting stops are unreal, but it's yeah. a bit so so on the bowlers. Yeah. Mm. Talking about that team that we do have personal investment in, uh, we've all become Delhi Capitals fans on the podcast over the last couple of years. Uh, very privileged to to talk with the Delhi Capitals and their their media team. Hoping to do that again this IPL, uh, and the biggest story really is is their skipper, their their most expensive player. If he were mm-hmm. to play, uh, Rishabh Pant having that horrible car accident a few months ago, still recovering. He won't play a single game. It's line through Rishabh. Um, yeah, by all, by all me, yeah, by all reports, uh, recovering okay, mm-hmm. recovering okay. But it was a nasty car accident that he had. So that beckons the question: Who's going to get the gloves? They've got uh, they've got mm. Phil Salt, uh, but the international aspect of the game, they'll have to drop, you know, one of their current internationals in their in their best four to, to get Salty mm, in there. 
I I think uh, Safraz Khan might get the nod moving forward. Uh, he's he's currently got a fin- finger injury. Uh, how deep they go with keepers, I've got I've got no idea. It's going to be interesting to see how they actually line up uh, next weekend. Uh, but but obviously it's a gaping hole left by Rishabh Punt. If Punt was healthy and our sort of personal bias aside, mm. I actually think they might be the best team in the comp. Yeah. Oh, well, we've seen what Mitch Marsh uh, did recently mm. against the. The Indians uh, winning uh, the series for us um, in the, the one-day game. So he looks like he's in a bit of form. David Warner uh, maybe struggling a little bit, but they've – yeah, it looks like great. That side – Delhi Capitals, I think, we even said the same last year. They've got a good, well-rounded side with a lot of good top order and uh, quicks and, you know, tell, et cetera, can, uh, can turn the ball. But uh, – same same point. They they'll be competitive. Um, it's just whether they can take that that leap to the next one. Well rounded is a good good yeah. uh, sort of uh, one way, way on to that ev- is evaluate them. Bison had a pretty terrible IPL last year, didn't he? He didn't play the first bit, and then I got COVID, say, didn't he? Yeah, yeah had COVID. I, mean, I don't think it was terrible. Yeah. Can you get up some uh, Delhi Caps n- numbers from last year? I, I think he was. Yeah, you know, he didn't miss the, the first couple of games. Then was a slow kind of starter and. Delhi Capitals by that point were, you know, batting at 500 uh, and finished that, the season that way. So, uh, and he was on big money. So I think that was probably more the reasoning there. Uh, but hopefully, you know, that season's in the, in the, in behind him in the rearview mirror and he'll come out and uh, continue the elite form that he's had. Um, concerning the well, one day World Cup's coming up too. We've seen how good uh, Mitch Marsh, the Bison, can be on his day. He, Look, he didn't he didn't break any records last year, but he still had two hundred and fifty one yeah, runs games. through his eight games. And yeah, staying healthy is gonna gonna be a yeah. big sort of caveat uh, next to his name. Davey Warner had uh, had a great comeback year for Delhi last year, scoring four hundred and thirty two runs, uh, averaging forty eight. Uh, but a lot has been spoken about his form for Australia recently. Mm. We've spoken about it on this podcast. Well, he may have in the back of his mind as well. Am I? Pl- Am I going to be opening in the Ashes? Yeah, well, it was interesting because yeah. he batted fifth, didn't he, in that one day? Fourth, game? yeah, fourth. I was trying mm. to remember the last time that I saw David Warren bat in the middle order. I don't think it's happened. I don't. Oh, yeah. I can't remember it happening. I don't think it's happened because he came, you know, he came from T Twenty as a, uh, you know, a guy that could hit quickly. So it was like, like, hey, let's, o- yeah, we'll, we'll, let's, uh, let's put him in the opener mm. and see if he can see off that new ball and hit it around when it's hard. Um, and yeah, I can't say I've ever seen Davy Warner about anywhere else, but um, about opening. So yeah, it was weird to see that he'd come back. He's come back from his was it th- fractured thumb, um, uh, elbow, I think. Uh, elbow, elbow. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, there's so many fingers in the other boys. <laughs> Couldn't remember which one. Um, <laughs> ten, ten, some might say. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Coming back from the elbow and then getting just thrown in their fifth, and then he scored what thirty. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but uh, I think. That was kind of uh, the exception to the rule. I think yes, Davey yes. Warner will be opening with Prithvi Shaw. Oh, in this? Yeah, definitely. And I think his IPL form is – you've got to pay more attention to the way that he's played in the IPL. I Obviously, before coming back to Delhi, a lot was spoken about that year at Sunrisers in, in yeah. 2021. And more politics than – Yeah, it was politics. It, it was lacklustre really each time mm. he was out there. But – uh one of the most prolific run scorers in IPL history, um, and obviously as Aussies uh, and Delhi Capitals fans, we're we're pretty invested in in uh, the ball going out there and scoring some runs. Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Let's um, 
Oh, He's yeah. only batted three times outside of the top two Look in at his that. entire test career. Hey, the, <laughs> and that's why we've got the fastest research man can you, when he's on his game in the southern hemisphere. Can you give us a rundown of those three? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> back in, yeah. Uh, he batted six uh, back in 2013 um, and batted third uh, 2013, 2016 for, yeah, two matches in, in that span. In that cricket. Oh, uh, yeah, test cricket. That's yeah. how I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he scored, what's that? 40, geez, 39 runs in those tests. So pretty, in those three tests, so pretty unrememberable tests for him, I suppose. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, unrememberable? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> Forgettable. Forgettable. <laughs> As per this uh, uh, correlation between David Warner's uh, yeah. middle order batting in test cricket to the way that he will play in this IPL, uh, I think he opens and it's going to be interesting though. How, do, how does he perform – uh, given sort of the external pressure outside of the IPL, um, you know, in terms of the Australian media and I, his I f- future. I feel like it'll be a big relief. It's not the Australian media that's coming after him. Mm. And, um, he's loved there at, Del- yeah, at Delhi. So, so I think he's it, a big deal there. Yeah, so I think it'll be more weight off his shoulders and maybe just play his natural game, have fun with it and enjoy himself. He's yeah. all right batting at fourth in T20. What's his record there, Jimmy? Why are we talking about this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's bringing it up. <laughs> now, what is it? We'll what, move on. No, what was the average of? Uh, he averaged. 40 you can't blue balls like that, Jimmy. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't forty. It was better than. Uh, it was thirty-three. Was his highest, I think. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the middle order. Speaking of the middle order, <laughs> if there's any sort of question marks around this uh, this Delhi Capitals team, it might be this middle order. They did bring in Manish Pandey to try and bolster that a little bit. Um, it looks like it might be Lalit Yadav and um, Safaraz Khan might get the gloves. Um, and then the bowlers, I, I think a really good, well-rounded bowling unit. Akshar Patel, uh, we've seen how pesky he can be as, uh, as Australian fans. He was actually their sixth highest run scorer uh, in, in the last tournament. He only got out four times. Uh, he averaged 45 with the stick. He's going to bat probably six or seven and then gives you that that uh, that spinning option. And then Arnik Norkia, uh, probably the only South African uh, who came down under and, and really sort of, um, look, instilled Dangerous. a little bit, a little bit of fear in, in um, the Aussies in the in the past summer and then called it out of uh, the, the left-arm Chinaman. We can say it. Uh, <laughs> he'll he'll pick himself, and then uh, and then how does the rest of the team line up? I think the Fizz Mustafa here, Rahman uh, from Bangladesh gets a gig, mm-hmm. uh, but that means it will limit what they can do in terms of internationals above him. Yeah. He is he's very handy with the ball. Can you click, click on their bowling uh, stats from last year, if you wouldn't mind, Max? Well, I think Warner, Marsh, and Nokia will all play. So yeah. He's the fourth, and that's kind of it might limit their options a little bit. Well, it comes back to the keeper as well. Like, will yeah. will they get need to use that on Phil Salt? Uh, mm. They've got Riley uh, Rosu and uh, Lungi Ngidi as well, for South Africans. So mm. that may uh, sort of play into into the Fizz getting a gig. He played half of their games last year. Nokia also limited last year, but that was through injury and not lack of selection. Um, and Kuldeep Yadav, he's uh, he's up there with with one of the best spinners in the in the Indian Premier League. Uh, he had twenty one poles, averaging nineteen last year. I think it's a pretty well rounded team. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh, prediction wise, obviously, you know we're 
Delhi Capitals fans. I've got them top two. Um, that might be a little bit bullish, but uh, if if you if you wanted to hear my honest honest opinion, I think I think if they miss the top four, it'd be a real disappointment. Yeah, like they did yeah. last year. Uh, I think they should be in the four playing finals. Let's go uh, to last year's winners in the Gujarat Titans. Uh, first year, don't care, go out and win the whole thing. They won 10 games in the regular season and then brought the whole thing home. Uh, they do bring in Kane Williamson and uh, the Irishman, Josh Little. Josh Little. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting bringing in such a big name such as Kane Williamson. I don't know if he will actually be in their best four internationals. Yeah, yeah. I think he's more depth. I don't think he he's not that well known as a you know T twenty hitter. He's pretty like he's he's much like Smudge. Yeah, when it yeah. comes to T twenty, uh, like can really go out there and and you know make make a he's an elite stick. So you'd make a lot of runs, but he's probably yeah. not going to go out there and strike at 160 so, so yeah, yeah, like a lot yeah. of these guys do. Uh, the way that I've sort of lined up this likely eleven is having uh, Kane Williamson in there. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Wade played a pretty good role for Gujarat last year. I think uh, he has to open the batting with Shubman Gill, and then I've got uh, Kane Williamson. David Miller, uh, one of the most destructive sticks um, mm-hmm. in the IPL, uh, followed by. Our boy Hardik Panja, uh, he'll captain the team. Uh, Rahul Tewatia, uh, and then into a I think sort of mediocre bowling lineup outside of Rashid Khan. Yeah. Uh, Mo Shami mm. is going to have to sort of carry these these quicks. Uh, Yash Dayal does a bit, but uh, I, I that sort of rolls us into the strengths and weaknesses. I don't know if that's the best bowling lineup getting around in the IPL. Strength-wise, you look at that middle order. Well, I think they've, the, well, they've well, one sorry. through six, really. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say. I think I think they're they're bowling. Uh, they've you know put all their cookies in one basket here and gone with uh, Richard Carners. Yep. You know he's gonna have to do a lot of work for them. Um, and uh, you, how well he does is probably how well this team will do. And uh, and you can do that. Like you see perennially throughout whichever competition mm-hmm. he's in, Rashid Khan. He's put the strikers on his back for years. Um, he he was eighth last year well, in in wickets. Was well, Sammy there? Was sixth. So, but look at his economy. So so, so he's eighth for wickets. Okay, cool. Look at his economy. Six point five nine. Everyone above mm. him is eights, sevens, and or seven, eight, nine. Mm. He he just he people cannot hit him out of the attack ever. And it doesn't matter if it's in India. It doesn't matter if it's at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. He. You, you give him the ball, he's going to go, go bowl four overs and go for 25 and that's four overs where you say, okay, maybe the rest of our bowling attack, which isn't loaded with with mm. these, you know, super scary name-based yeah. quicks, maybe outside of Mo Shami, yeah. um, mm. he, he literally can can win you games as a, as a leg spinner in T20 cricket. I agree, I agree. Would like to see Josh Little get a gig. They paid a bit of money for him. Mm. The most high-profile Irishman to ever play in um, the IPL. Uh, we'll talk about this series in, in a second because there's a team with a few Bangladeshis. But uh, Bangladesh and Ireland, they scheduled a, uh, a um, series right at the start of the IPL. <laughs> You'd think as a Bangladeshi or an Irishman, if you're going to go get some uh, some bickies playing in the IPL, you'd yeah. probably prefer to do that. Uh, but anyways, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I think they'll back up again well from last year. I think uh, legitimate top two chance. The bookies have got them as the shortest price uh, at six to one. Uh, I think uh, much like Delhi, 
uh, and probably even more so on paper, uh, would be highly, highly disappointed uh, from, from missing the top four. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there with depth, middle order hitting and, of course, the Khan. Kolkata Knight Riders finished seventh last year. They won six games, lost eight there. Probably been the team that's gone under the biggest reshuffle. Uh, it wasn't a super auction this time round. So you remember back to the auction before this year, it, mm-hmm. there was a lot of reshuffling, whereas most of the teams line up reasonably similarly to last year. Kolkata probably the, the exception to the rule. Um, a lot's going to sort of depend on Shreyas Iyer. Uh, most of you wouldn't mind s- searching for the latest news on him. He's got a back injury. It looks like Nidish Rana will most likely get the nod for the um, for the skipping role. Uh, it may be for, for a good chunk of um, of the IPL. They do bring in the Lord. Lord have mercy. Mm. Lord Shadul Thakur. He comes over from the Delhi Caps. Um he, he is a, an elite all-rounder, not the best bowler in, in the IPL, but can get through his four overs and, uh, and can go out and score bulk runs batting, uh, batting seven or eight. Um, talking of Bangladeshi, so they do have Shakib Al-Hassan and Leeton Das. How they fit into this team, probably only one of them will, will get in as their best four internationals. Shakib, he's one of the most controversial figures in world cricket. Um, you know, had that lengthy layoff with with match fixing and the and the rest of it, and, and um, definitely not one to mince his words. Um, and like I spoke about uh, that that Ireland series, they may miss a few games through that. From an Aussie perspective, no Pat Cummins uh, this IPL uh, with the with the passing of his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron Finch uh, retiring from from international um, T20 cricket, um, and then Lockie Ferguson he he returns after winning the comp with the Titans last year, also injured. So uh, a lot of sort of reshuffling over there at the Knight Riders. Uh, Sam Billings was there last season. He he's going to be focusing on red ball. So there's a lot of sort of. Question marks around who will get the keeping nod. Um, I think it will be Narayan uh, Jagadeesan um, in terms of saving your internationals. Uh, I think he'll get the get the nod. I don't know too much about him. Um, Leighton Das obviously is a Bangladeshi keeper and, and plays pretty well for Bangladesh. I think he may miss out for Jagadeesan. Uh, depending on the, the availability of Shreyas Iyer, Monks, have you got anything on that? Yeah, a couple reports. Uh, one said that um, he may miss at least the first half. Another one saying that he's set to sit out the whole mm. whole season. Um, I suppose obviously his main concern is being able to participate in the World Test World Championship. Test championship yeah. 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 Um, so I think it, by all accounts, sounds like he's not electing to have surgery just yet, probably mm. because of that. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's, it's just going to be a developing story and a probably massive headline mm. um, throughout the IPL. Can you check uh, Lockie Ferguson's hemi for me? Because perhaps as you read through this, um, if for all the teams we've looked at so far, this is the one that's got the most question marks or concerns leading into it. Yes, they've got you know the big Dre Rush, um, you know as a as a kind of main hitter. But uh, outside of that, you then you start thinking about like, well, who else is going to score them runs if I is out hurt as well? And the pace attack looks good, but again, if Ferguson's going to miss a bunch of time too. Um, that just it causes worry. It causes worry for me here. And if I was gonna, 
look at any team so far that we've looked at this and go, oh, yeah, they're probably going to be no good, it would be these guys. Yeah, I'm concerned. Um, that said, we've spoken about the unpredictable nature of cricket. Mm. You know, watch us mm. go out there and bag them and, and they get, go and do no, well. The comp, yeah. It's it's Done. It's going to be a big, big uh, prove-it moment for, for Nitish Rana, who, who may get the captaincy, mm. but also Venki Iyer, um, Jagadeesan. Someone at the top of the order has to, has to step up when Shreyas isn't there and score runs. I do like that middle order. Mm-hmm. You know, Dre Russ, he's on, you know, mil and a half US. Um, whether it be Shakib that comes in there, uh, the Lord Shadul, mm-hmm. and then maybe one of the best, you know, economy off spinners in the IPL in uh, Sunuru. Noreen, um, I, I, I don't mind that that middle order whatsoever. We, we will talk a lot about quicks and their availability and then the the, the backup. Tim Southey, not a bad replacement for Lockie yeah. Ferguson. Doesn't hit the same clicks as what Lockie Ferguson does. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I do look at that list and, and I start having a few concerns uh, given the injuries, given the you know the reshuffling, yeah, um, I've, I've got them bottom two this year. Yeah, and I think that's probably a fair assessment on what we know now, currently, uh, this week. Did you get an answer on Ferguson down the end there? Uh, he's not starting. Um, I think they're still assessing um, to yeah. work out. And it's hamstring. When yeah, yeah, hamstring. So you wouldn't think he'd miss the whole tournament from a hamstring. Great. Yeah, ha- Hammy's in, in, in tall fellas mm. that are running and uh, and bowl quick. Um, you know, not something you really want them to have. No, so no, can no. be problematic. Would so. prefer it to say back stress fracture mm. or there's, yeah. there's worse things, silver linings, etc. Yeah, pinky finger. Um, <laughs> this one also says that uh, Al Hassan. Um, and Das uh, will both be playing in that Bangladesh Island series. Mm. Um, when does that finish? Is there, is there a finish date on that? Starts tomorrow, finishes on the 31st of March. IPL oh, so starts, starts on the 31st of March. So they'll miss the first they game, maybe the two. First game. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. not too bad. When is their first yeah. game? Because there's one, one or two games on the first on April Fool's and then there. I think, I think that's our time. I think the first one starts Friday the 31st. Ah, okay. I believe, yeah. Yeah, yep. yep. first game Friday, 31st. Is Gujarat and uh, Chennai. So when's their first game is my question. It'll be next weekend. Who are we talking about again? <laughs> Night Riders. Night Riders. It's, a, it's, it's the next the day. It's next Saturday. 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 Yeah. It's Saturday. <laughs> so potentially they could make it, but it well, the, no, pro- no. profit jet. Yeah, I think they'll miss one or two. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> Uh, let's look at uh, the other new franchise from last year, the Lucknow Super Giants. Um, again, sort of exceeded expectation l- last year, finishing fourth. Um, spent big on bringing in Nicholas Puran, 27-year-old Trinidadian. Um, that he will bolster their their batting stocks. Um, a few West Indians sort of about this. We've got the West Indian little little singlet up there, but uh, Jason Holder he goes to Rajasthan. Uh, looking at them. Very strong at the top. Uh, Kale Rahul, Quinton Nacock, Deepak Huda, mm. Nicholas Puran, our boy, the Stoin, the Greek freak, uh, and then Krunal Pandya. Um, that that top to middle order looks very, very good. Bowling stocks, maybe not as strong, but also no slouches in um, Badoni, Bishnoi, Avesh Khan, Moshin Khan, and they bring in Mark Wood. Uh, I think depth-wise, their, their sticks are pretty good. Their top order is elite. Uh, I don't, it's a lot of pressure for Ravi Bishnoi. He's twenty-two. He's not. He's not mm. a slouch, but he's going to have to be their go-to spinner. 
Uh, if I had to pick a weakness, it might be their, their spinning depth. Yeah. Uh, who, who were the four internationals you figured? Decock, Poirier, Stein and Wood? Yes. Yeah. So, there, so there, and there. I actually out of – because a lot of them are kind of like who's their best four internationals. Yeah. I feel like with mm. luck now it's probably those four. In uh, in in Quinton, in Puran, in Stoyness, and Mark Wood, I think yeah. they're the clear cut. Would Dan best four. Sam's be your fifth? Yeah, Dan Dan Sam's might be there. Uh, Sam, sorry, not Smith. Sam's Sam, Sam Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been in the <laughs> news recently Sam's, for yes. yeah ones and zeros chats. <laughs> um, I also <laughs> think their their Indian depth is quite good. Like you look at um, yeah. Krishnapa Gautam, Amit uh, Mishra. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think depth-wise, it's it's a pretty good, pretty good team. I just don't, I don't think they're quite on that level as a as a Gujarat or a, or a Delhi Capitals. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll definitely be there or thereabouts for the top four. Yeah, I, I just you know that weakness you point out there of spin and spin in India, um, trying to keep uh, run rates low. Uh, He's a, a risky strategy is the way I, th- I think of that. So I'd be maybe a little bit concerned uh, for them but, you know, they're going to have these young fellows have to stand up um, and uh, do a job for them. I'd love to see a big breakout tournament for, for the Storm mm. with bat mm. and ball. He's back bowling, opening the bowling for, for the Aussies in, in white ball cricket. Uh, that's that's good signs for him and and the way that his back's holding up. Uh, I'd love to see Big Puppy Stoyan go out there and and be one of the genuine all rounders in the IPL this year. Our bookies have him at eight to one. I think they push for that top four. I'm not going nuts on the table. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be a real fence sitter and think they'll be they'll be right around that fourth, fifth, sixth. That's fair. I, I think that point we made, if, if those, you know, spinners guys, guys like Stein and that can play a bit overs, then, yeah, they're a top four. But if not, then um, they can slide out. Let's talk about possibly the biggest name in the IPL in terms of franchises. Yeah. The Mumbai Indians, yeah. uh, disappointment is an understatement. Last year mm-hmm. they only won four games. They came dead last uh it's it's going to be a, a, a rebuild year in terms of Jaspeet Brumra being unavailable their marquee quick and also Joy Richardson uh the the Aussie to miss a bit of time they spent big on Cameron Green which I think mm. we shouted him a beer Just uh, going out there and being the highest paid Aussie in um in the IPL this series uh that's a lot of pressure for a young man who is Reasonably unproven uh, in in T Twenty cricket as a whole, let alone in in the IPL, uh, to go out there and, and uh, command you know over two million US dollars. Um, that top order is is so so strong with the likes of Rohit Sharma and Ishan Kishan and Sky uh, coming in in there at four. Uh, they mm. do have a new coach, so Mark Boucher comes in to replace. Mahela Jay Wardner, uh, that does give a South African flavour to to the Mumbai Indians. They've got Baby AB, the 19-year-old Devold Brevis, who uh, who really uh, burst onto the scene last year. Uh, I think he's probably in their best four internationals. Uh, and and mm. Tim David, who who's going to get a million bucks US uh, to go out there and, and score some quick runs in their middle. Uh, losing Boomer, of course, it's pretty hard to replace him. Uh, you know, regardless of it being white or red ball, 
Uh, they do have Joffrey Archer. He's looking fit. He's looking healthy. I think I sent a picture to you boys. He's looking hot. <laughs> Some might say looking hot. Uh, the question will be, is the rest of their bowling depth there? They they don't mm. have a big-name spinner. Uh, I think Piyush Chawla, yep. I think that's how you say it. He's a leg spinner. He's going to have to carry the load in terms of the spin stocks. I just – I look at this team and it looks so lopsided. It looks like, you know, yeah. the seesaw, you know. the One of the seesaws is fucking <laughs> yeah. two foot in the ground. It's yes. so heavy. It's so yeah. stacked. And then the other bit of the seesaw, it's That's so it. light outside of Joffre Archer. Obviously, losing Boomer sucks, but um, I, I can't see with this inexperienced bowling lineup, these guys – Going mm. far. Our bookies have them equal second. Caveat, I think they've got three yeah. or four on, on about seven bucks. But yeah. I, I don't see the Mumbai Indians making the top four this mm. this IPL. Uh, Jason Berendorf is in this list, so it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Maybe Baby AB misses out and, and Berendorf comes in, gives you a left arm quick. He'd, he'd compliment mm. Archer pretty well there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of success for that. His team in the um, Big Bash. So well, you need to think about the Scorchers and, and WA and how well they've yeah, gone. Yeah, some proven commodities there with Richardson as well. But again, with the internationals, very hard to um, have that lineup. But it's, it's a fun game, isn't it? It's the old, <laughs> it's, a lot of it comes down to picking who the best four internationals is. You can see why they do it, like, and how good, you know, yeah. Indian white ball. Um, cricket has – how much they've progressed really since yep. since the inception of, of the IPL and being quite stringent with, with rules like this. Mm. Um, I agree, I agree. I just think the whether or not it is Berendorf and Archer or, or Ashad Khan and Archer, whoever gets the go, mm. I just don't know if they've got the bowling stocks uh, there to support uh, such, yep. a, such a stellar um, – uh, top order yeah. there. Like we were saying before, it's one of those teams where you just have to rely on making bulk runs and, and just game manage the um, the fielding bowling side aspect of it. A hundred percent. They might yeah. back themselves to just go, oh well, who gives a fuck if it's just Joffer <laughs> and and you know a bunch of Can't a win. bunch a bunch of young Indians, you know, <laughs> mm. on on fuck all money. If we've got the likes of Rohit and Anish and Kishan and and Ken Green and Sky um, at the top of the order, come yeah. come chase two hundred and forty. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that could be their game plan. We've got to score big um, with the guys there. Uh, if they get a run on them early, then yeah, they're going to be a team. I think that struggles. Um, uh, once you get mm. through that that top order, but if that sort of team, would you rather be batting first or second? Probably depends on the night and um, mm. and the situation. What did we What did we it say? I think ch- chasing's been the the preference. Definitely, when they moved to the Emirates in the in the COVID yeah. years, for some reason, mm. I, I'm not sure if it was the heat or or whatever. Actually, didn't, didn't, we, didn't really we say last year was uh, chasing? Was most dominant in the first half of the the season, and then actually switch. yeah, it switched in for the back half of the season, where if, um, putting out a big score initially was easier to defend. I don't know if we mm. can do like for like from last year because last year it was still a bit bubbly in in terms of there was only sort of three or four grounds that they played. Yeah, whereas true. this year it's it's full back open. Every team has their home games. In their in their hometown, and uh, yeah. mm. you know the past few tournaments, we take uh, with a grain of salt, I suppose, in in the way that we interpret mm. those stats. 
Yep, they've got 12 arenas that they're going to be um, playing at. Yeah. Yeah, Mumbai, uh, the the top end is unreal. The the bottom end, you know, ma- maybe not household names, especially for us down under. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go. Mm. I've got them outside the top four. Mm. Let's talk about the Punjab Kings. Uh, their biggest news is Mayank Agarwal, who um, who goes to uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad, was their skipper mm. last year. That means Shikhar Darwin will be the skipper this year. And uh, poor Johnny Bairstow, he's still no good after breaking his leg playing golf. Um, I don't know how you break your leg playing golf. Maybe you play a really bad shot and kick the shit out of the <laughs> tee box or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe. But he, he's still no good. Uh, it does open the doors for a few Aussies, uh, whether or not Matt Short becomes his direct pl- uh, replacement. We saw how good he was in the uh, in the Big Bash this year. Or maybe Nathan Ellis might get a bowling gig uh, given, um, you know, that's one international that won't be playing for him. Anil Kumble is their coach. Uh, again, very strong uh, top top order. Um Bolstered by by Shikhar Darwin, Shahrukh Khan. It's going to be a bit of a you know prove it year. He's he's on a million bucks US. Didn't really play that well last tournament. Um, he's he's got a lot to prove. But then uh, you've got essentially two of the three best English players in the game in Liam, Liam Livingston and Sam Curran in that middle order. Um, I think they'll they'll provide a bunch of runs and and keep it reasonably tidy with the ball. Uh, Kasego Rabada comes across for, for about a million bucks. Uh, Rahul Chahar has been quite good with the ball. Ashdeep Singh also quite good with the ball. Great name. Um, <laughs> gonna be gonna be interesting to see how they how they go, given I think again, not a whole lot of parity in terms of that top order compared to the to the bottom order. They also the, – there's a big question mark around the amount of money that, that they left unspent. Uh, I think they left something like like 10 million bucks uh, not spent in the auction. I don't know if they were just waiting for, for their man. Wow. And, and didn't quite get them. Um, I, I don't see these guys being a top four team. Um, our bookies have them at nine to one. Um, just reading up here, so it does look like uh, – Matty Short has been named replacement for Bairstow. Um, it's not a bad so. replacement. Good on him. Like, let's go. Yeah, like he's, yeah great he, for him. Great he's for played him. so well uh, in the Big Bash in the, in the last two seasons. Uh, probably a little bit unfamiliar for, for internationals uh, given he, he hasn't played for Australia just yet. So that's a big, big opportunity yeah, he, for him to go out there and score some runs. It's one of those mm. guys that's had uh, so many you know, good players playing in front of him at uh, the top of the order. It's very hard to get an opening gig in the Australian squad, but mm. he's definitely mm. been playing very, very well. And him and uh, Matthew Wade kind of combined for a very dominant uh, team down there at, uh, at the Hurricanes. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I can definitely see him coming out and having a real good crack for them. So maybe not Johnny Bairso levels, but he's going to probably cover that 80%, I'd say. Let's talk yeah. about the uh, just out of Royals. I didn't get a good uh, uh, roll on my R there, but uh, they, they did finish second, the boys in pink, last year. Um, the, the big sort of talking point for them is the injury to Prasid Krishna. Uh, we There's a few teams that are missing essentially their front line quick. 
If it's an Indian quick, it hurts even more. Yeah. Because you... It forces you to have more internationals in you. Yeah, exactly. Instead of your sticks. Exactly right. Um, they do have a, a very handy Indian stick in the name of Yashavzi uh, Jaiswal. Jaiswal. Uh, he's a 21-year-old lefty. He, I believe, is the youngest player ever to score a double ton in List A cricket. So domestic one-dayers. Uh, pretty freakish. Uh, achievement, uh, let alone at the ripe age of, of 21. And last year it was the Joss Butler show. He finished with 863 runs. Uh, that was over 240 more than, than K.R. Rahul in second. Uh, he single-handedly won this team games and and uh, was the main reason that they, mm. that they played so well. He's 1.2 million US dollars. He's an absolute steal for that price. Yeah. The, the top order is isn't too bad. Uh, we talk, we just spoke about the young fella Jace Fowl. I think he he probably gets a gig. They've um, do have Devdut Patikal, depending on the way their internationals line up. Uh, Jace Fowl might actually push him out of the of the best eleven. Sandrew Sampson is the, is the skipper. Shimron Hetmeyer, big heady. Uh, the big West Indian will come into that middle order, uh, which also features Jason Holder uh, and Ryan Parag, and then. I think the best spinning uh, combination in the IPL with Ravi Ashwin and Yuzi Chahal. Um, Krishna will be out, most likely Navdeep Saini and maybe Obed McCoy, depending on internationals, will come in. And uh, they got uh, Trent Bolt in there on a million bucks. Uh, he'll, he'll be a, a staple for sure. Yeah, they've got some interesting internationals there. Like you can't get Joe Root in the team. Um, and I, I don't think I don't think um, outside of big yeah. injuries, Joe Root will be in that team. Yeah, and you know Adam Zamp- Zamp- Zampa. Zampa's the same. It's very unlikely you're going to have um, the Australian spinner come in and take a take a job from uh, one of the locals mm-hmm. um, in these conditions. So then again, he did a pretty good job the other night. So um, he's an excellent spinner. He mm. he might be the best spinner in the IPL. That's not going to get regular games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but he's definitely good depth there if they do want to change up their internationals at all. My only concern around this team is if Butler doesn't fire, who's who's their next best up? Monks, if you wouldn't mind going back to 2022 and just scrolling down, who's the next Rajasthan Royal to feature in in that um, list? Sandrew Sampson. Yeah. Sandrew Sampson wasn't bad, although you look at the games, he played 17, he made 458, he averaged 28. Mm. It's Half not, of what Butler did. Exactly. <laughs> and then outside of the, the both of them, yeah, Patikal probably a little bit lackluster. Hetty. Mm. needs to Hetty needs mm. to needs to step up. Uh he's a bit of a finisher last year and, and didn't get out a whole lot. Um that's probably my only concern is is if Joss yeah. doesn't make runs, how how do these guys go? Having said that, I still think they're a top four team. Um our bookies have them at about seven to one. I'd be surprised if these guys missed out. Royal Challengers Bangalore, uh, one of one of the big big clubs over mm-hmm. there in the IPL. They finished third last year, perennially good, but not a lot of trophies to their names. Uh, will Jacks was a was a big signing for them, although he will miss uh, I think the entire tournament. Um, so unfortunate for the young Englishman there. This top order is is very interesting to talk about. Some of the biggest names to ever well, play I, white ball cricket. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this in the past. You know, these three, not just um, 
you know, going into this this season, but last season, the season before, like they've been the big three for this team, uh, to use a, a basketball reference there, and they mm. kind of just haven't been able to put it all together um, as a team and actually uh, win a comp in that. But you know, when you start talking about Faf, Coley, and Maxwell, like you know, you've got some of the best hitters um, mm. out there, and yeah, and then they just, I guess, need a team around them to help them finish off, and maybe they've got it now. I think their bowling is is the best that it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Hazelwood really stepped up last year. Uh, was was the best Australian quick in the IPL. Uh, Hasaranga is one of the best spinners getting around. Mo Siraj and Hashal Patel on home soil. You know they're going to be good. I like what what RCB is doing here. My concern is the aging nature of of that big three in in mm-hmm. Faf Virat and Maxi. Virat, uh, we speak about it all the time on, on this podcast, how he's been in sort of a form slump of late. Can he bounce back and find that old Virat form? Uh, Faf was pretty good last year. Can can he back that up? I think he's 38 this year. Uh, and Ma- Seventh. And, and Maxi. Scroll, where did Maxi end up? I think, did Maxi miss uh, the start of the. I felt like he missed a bunch of games last year. Might have. He did yeah. bra- – well, he's coming back from that broken leg as well. Yeah. This this, this time around. 13. Yeah, so, the unders for him. So he's, he's going to have uh, the old proverbial mon- monkey on the back. Mm. Uh, you look at name value and, and they're right up there with, yeah. oh. with, with some of the best. On paper, yeah, mm. definitely. Mm. I do have a concern around their, their lack of Indian depth mm-hmm. as well. So you look at the guys that may come into this team, Finn Allen, we saw what he can do in, uh, in the – T20 World Cup when he destroyed the the Aussie opening attack. Uh, Michael Bracewell, they're, they're both Kiwis. Um, they've got Topley and, and David Willey uh, who are both Poms. Yeah. It's really important to have Indian depth in the IPL and maybe that's something that they lack a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. Having said that, I, I don't see them as a, as a bottom tier side by any means. I just don't know if they're a top tier side. I think they'll be mm. pushing that, that top four. Um, I think much in the, in the same vein as I had uh, luck now, mm-hmm. you know, not really wanting to, to put the nuts on the table and, and say for certain that they'll be a top four side. I think they'll be sort of there or thereabouts. Yeah, they need those big three to fire and uh, for their, their bowling to keep them, keep them in the games. The last team that we need to talk about is Sunrisers, Hyderabad, uh, finished eighth last year. Brian Lara comes in to replace Aussie Tom Moody as the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Agarwal is the big signing, uh, comes in uh, to replace Kane Williamson, who goes to Gujarat. And uh, the, the big talking point is the hottest name in cricket right now, uh, the best uh, test batsman since Don mm-hmm. Bradman, as it stands, Harry Brook. Uh, he's coming in there. He's going to be the youngest uh, starter in this team. Uh, mm-hmm. by, oh, Sundar. Sundar's yeah. quite young. He, he'll be one of the younger, uh, but he's going to be – you know, getting paid twice as much as anyone else in that team. It's a lot of pressure for the young bloke. How does he handle it? Yeah, uh, definitely. And just looking down that list, and I think you've got the note there that probably outside of Brook, uh, they kind of lack, you know, the true superstars or a group of superstars like we talked about a lot of the other teams that we have. And uh, usually it's around the international as well. They'll have three three guys or two or three guys that you're like, hey, they're they're there. Leaders, they're their superstars they've brought in to, you know, be the face of franchise. But, you know, we've got Harry Book who to be his first IPL. Um, and outside of that, Washington Sunder's probably the most well-known I can see uh, in that uh, list. Outside of Agarwal. Yeah. Rahul Tripathi as well, 
makes a bit of money and, mm. and the skipper Aiden Markram. But uh, yeah, I agree hundred percent. It's it's not like a team, um, you know, that's that's really headlined by Rohit Sharma or yeah. Kale Rahul yeah, exactly. or a Virat Kohli in terms of really proven IPL stalwarts. Yeah, Jansen's an interesting one for them. He's a big fella, but uh, I don't know. I think for them, a, they're well-rounded. They could be a solid team and mm. maybe that's where they, they differ from the others. Where the others, um, like we've talked about, have the seesaw um, where they might be heavily one side or the other. Uh, then really need to rely on those guys to win games, whereas um, maybe that's the difference here with Sunrisers. They are a bit more even across mm-hmm. across the field, and you know they have to play more of a team uh, cricket style, and where everyone will just you know do their job, and that might win them enough games to yeah potentially sneak into the, the four. But that's where I feel they are. They'd be a team that either sneaks in or um, uh, towards the the bottom there, and I think you've got them as what bottom two. It's it's hard because, like you say, there's no one in that starting eleven who's a bad cricketer. Yeah, but yeah, maybe they do like that that real superstar. And, and time will tell. Can Harry Brook just go out there and in his? If he turns up every every game, it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> and look the way that he's been playing, uh, it it wouldn't really surprise me if if Harry Brook goes out there and, and takes this tournament um, by the scruff of the neck. Uh, Realistically, I, I just don't see them being a top four side. I do have them towards the bottom. Uh, another interesting point in terms of their balance of internationals, they've got Adil Rashid, uh, one of the best white ball bowlers in the world. Uh, can he bust into their best uh, four internationals? It probably would be for Marco Janssen, um, given their other keeper uh, would be Henrik Klaassen for, for Glenn Phillips. So they don't really have... Um, an Indian keeper, I don't think. That wraps up wraps up the IPL chat. Uh, in in summation, it's going to be a massive, massive year for these guys who are on big, big money. Cam Green uh, for for the Aussies, uh, he's the highest paid Aussie. He's not uh, proven by any means uh, when it comes to T Twenty cricket. How does he fare? How does Harry Brook go, the hottest man in international cricket at the moment? Um, I'm looking forward to it, boys. It's at a shit time, you know, for us. Most of the games are, are midnight. Um, but it is it's it is the premier cricket um, tournament in the world and uh, it really fills in this nice void uh, nicely <laughs> until the World Test Championship and the Ashes just, uh, yeah. come our winter. Yep. That's it. Let's Moving talk on. some rugby league. <laughs> Round four has wrapped up mm-hmm. Thursday night, uh, a cracking game to get the round underway. Parramatta, one-point winners over Penrith over there in Combank Stadium. Uh, Parra definitely been uh, Penrith's daddy uh, outside mm-hmm. of grand finals Bottles, last year. Yes. Uh, <laughs> bring the table up, Jimmy. Are we, are we worried about Penrith? They've, they've dropped games early to Brisbane and Parramatta or do we just think long season – Good hard fought game. Um, not not too concerned just yet. Not con- too concerned because of the score lines as well. Like if you just scroll down, what's their points differential? It's a difference of four. Um, They've conceded forty points in three games as well. Yeah, yeah, and only, you know, and uh, had only scored forty four of them. Selves, um, only scored forty. Sorry, themselves, and they've conceded forty four for a four point difference. Like they're not too far away. 
is the way I feel it. So um, they they still got that good squad. Um, they re-signed Yo, I think, for another three years today. Okay, yeah, I did so, say that. Uh, yeah. I'm not too worried uh, with with Penrith currently. Long season, long season. Uh, I think yep. they'll come back and be right in the future. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay here. I well, think, yeah, it probably only highlights the fact that they might have taken a slight step back with all the um, players who left from last season. Yeah. But, um, yeah, again, still very early on in the season. Also got to remember, like, most of their guys played the World Cup and then played the, the club yeah. challenge. So they've played a lot of football. Um, so they yeah, may be a little bit slow to start the season, but I think they'll come origin time, they'll round into it and be uh, be up there um, and be playing good football. Well, I found interesting, I saw reports that uh, Penrith fans were the ones that stayed after the game to sign uh, stuff for the for, for the power fans there. It was Paramount who just bugged <laughs> off and hit the showers, so, which I thought was quite interesting. But anyway. And a bit of credit to Para, you know, backs up against a wall, uh, had lost their first three games by a try or less. So, mm. uh, you know, we're, we're a, a bit of luck or, or a few calls away from, from winning a few of those uh, early games. Uh, hats off to them to, to open the account for the year. Boys, we've got to talk about Zach Hosking. Uh, anyone that plays NRL Fantasy or Supercoach has to be aware of this bloke. Um, played all 83 minutes, so didn't go off. Had a meat pie, 55 tackles, 110 Meters gained uh, was uh, the best by country mile. Was he playing? Is he playing in Kickers Old Spot? Yeah, so the, it would. It had been between him and Luke Garner, um, and I think uh, Zach's Zach's probably uh, put put a good step forward yep. in, in trying to <laughs> cement uh, that position. Uh, and also for the neutral viewer, unbelievable game with uh, the two point field goal from from Nathan Cleary to take the game to. Yeah. Uh, golden point, and then uh, and then Para coming away um, victors in in the end. Yeah, and some news uh, during the week. Mitch Moses uh, has confirmed he is resigning with the Eels. <laughs> so staying money. Court. And I think there's some rumours as well that uh, Clint Gufson's been told that they're looking at other fullbacks as well. So, yeah. which is interesting. Wow. Well, uh, you know, you sign one for big money, and then you, you some, look, something's got to give. Yeah, money's going to come from elsewhere. Not everyone mm. can have a sombrero. So. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne Dick West. Yeah, it, it was – I wouldn't say dicked. I think the Tigers were okay. But uh, Storm down there at Amy Park, uh, nor- normally normally too good. Return of Cam Munster. Back, yeah. um, old, different squad. Olam is back and, and looking pretty strong. Um, as soon as Pappy comes back, uh, that's that's pretty much as good as they'll get. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm. still think – we've said it the first few weeks, I think Melbourne are uh, a notch behind where, where they were. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Understandable, you know, given the – the exodus of, of forwards um, for yep. them, mm-hmm. um, one through seven, they're, they're still fine. Uh, I think a lot lot is going to depend on um, the ability of Josh King to, to really bolster that forward pack uh, yep. moving forward. Mm. And uh, and young uh, Elisia uh, Katoa has been has been quite good. Uh, I just – I don't see them as a top four side. <laughs> This year, given uh, a lot of the other teams have have uh, improved so much, yeah, we'll mm. give it a couple of weeks and then they'll unearth some gem and yeah, so, yeah, that's right. They'll be yeah. the yeah, next, be f- yeah, young Pappenhausen or Nico Hines, Hines or something. Yeah. yeah, so uh, they'll be right, I reckon, um, especially with Bamley there. Tigers on the other hand side, they're still struggling. Uh, still more, you know, uh, reports of infighting in, over there as you would. Mm. Bateman did play. 
Crypto has an injury that they won't disclose what it is um, uh, from this game. So he, I don't know. It seems like a bit of a shit show over there at, uh, uh, for the Tigers. And uh, for all those teams down there on the bottom of the ladder, are very thankful that the Tigers are playing as poorly as they are this season. It's round four and they're the only team that hasn't won a game. Yeah. They haven't even looked like close to winning a game. What's their difference, Mus? So I just scroll down. Like the Sharkies. Uh, minus 30. Minus 30. Oh, they haven't conceded as much as the Titans, but they're yeah, still minus the 30. worst. The Battle of Brisbane, uh, 50,000 <laughs> in there at Suncorp. The Bronx <laughs> get the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Our house. Yeah, our house. There was a yeah. bit of our yeah. house chat getting thrown around. Uh, Tony scored that last one. They put him in front. Hundred meters, hundred meters pizza. He actually, yeah. he's a bit quicker than I thought. Yeah. I didn't know he, he had that kind of. Yeah. Uh, gas I, think, I think the big difference was Hammers on the other side of the field. <laughs> mm. uh, couldn't close in that that distance um, to cover mm. him off. But yeah, uh, Stags running away from the the wasn't a sucker. Was the other wing for for the Finns running away from him to get that try it was. Um, you know, good viewing. I think, again, Reese Walsh at the back there for them has been uh, electric, really a difference maker to kind of open up uh, what the other the other backs can do, um, giving Cobo plenty of opportunities, which is mm. looking very, very good for them. This game was very good for the NRL. I think they had – it was the third most viewed um, NRL game in three years uh, on uh, Fox Sports. So, mm. you know, had about 400 viewership there and it was the most viewed – um, television in Queensland with 1.3 mil watching as well. So, you know, that's massive. Yeah. Massive mm. for the NRL. It kind of shows that, hey, that the, you know, and the second business team has been a roaring success. Uh, and the fact that they were competitive in this came back from being down, took the lead late, um, and then ended up being close with that Stags try to win it uh, was mm. a big difference for them. Huge out, though, Shauna Salvin with the Torn Peck in this mm. one. He was really cementing himself and that team and that um you know running them around the park so he's a big loss for them at seven kind of means i think milford's got to play seven now and hopefully i've forgotten the young fellow's name can come back and play Katoa. six because he katoa was because he was hurt um mm. which i think really hurts them a little bit but we'll see have you got an update on sean o'sullivan it's been a couple nights now he probably should have had a scan yeah i think uh, i think i've heard torn peck uh, season done if it's if it's tendon off, then yeah, it's, it's pretty much a season. Full tendon rupture. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst news possible. Yeah. 12, 16 weeks. Might be okay for finals if they're there or thereabouts. That's that's yeah. so sad because he has struggled with with injuries before mm. in the past. And cementing mm. a first grade spot and mm. really getting his opportunity with the Dolphins and they've been playing really well on the back of his um, structures that they were setting up for him. So yeah, big loss. Wishing Sean O'Sullivan a speedy recovery. Um, you hate to see it. All right, into the Saturday games. Uh, the Cowboys uh, get back in the winners list uh, against the Gold Coast yeah, the Titans. Yeah, that's right. Third and fourth yeah. best uh, Queensland teams. <laughs> Cowboys really needed a win here. We we were starting to question: Was last year an anomaly, or are they actually a good football team? They definitely showed shades of it in this one. Yeah, uh, mm. Nanai is still very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Still scoring tries. Uh, they really needed to show well against the Gold Coast to kind of right that ship a little bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe, maybe this is the start for them, but they've got, got a long way to go. Um, and I'm not sh- – I just don't know about this Titans team. Um, they can't bench Kieran 
just before half time to win games uh, on a regular basis. I don't think that's going to work. So, yeah. I think I said in the, in the um, preview, outside of uh, the Dolphins, I thought that the Titans would, would struggle uh, from the Queensland teams this year. Uh, I think the, the start that they've shown is is kind of reflective of that, maybe a little bit better. Uh, but the, the Cowboys, I think, took a step forward into into being that team that they were last year. Shout out uh, to to Alofi Camperera. Uh, we highlighted him at the start of the year as a as a bloke that can can score a meat pie. I think uh, for for any punters out there, I think he has had three games in a row. He's had the first try. Uh, which is which is pretty impressive for a rookie. Uh, he scored two in this one, had 182 meters gained, um, and and yeah, the, the Cowboys I think steadied the ship. Um, yeah, that's a second win. Probably probably reeling after after seeing how good the hammer's been for for the Dolphins this year so far, uh, but but definitely a good positive step forward as you mentioned. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai is uh, is the is the best young edge back rower in the in the NRL. Goes bulk tries. Mm. Yep. South uh, get the one point win against Manly, uh, thirteen and twelve in a fiery encounter there mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, the the big superstars in terms of Latrell and Tommy Turbo, uh, possibly a little quiet, little quiet in this one. Yeah. We spoke uh, highly of uh, of these edge back rowers uh, for both teams who are who are definitely putting their hand up. For origin in uh, Hamoli Olakawatu and Keon Kalomatangi, uh, mm-hmm. both were very very good in this one. Uh, Manly started well and then just did not show up in the second half. And uh, props yeah, well, props have to be shown to young Lachlan Ilias, mm-hmm. who who's uh, definitely taken a step forward this year. Yeah, and we kind of talked about that in the preview that he needed to to cement himself as their long term seven and as as you know leading that squad around because they got plenty of talent all over the park. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, for Manly DCE still in the peach um, to get that long uh, intercept try to kind of keep giving them some points to keep them in. He loves an intercept. Uh, yeah, he does. Um, so uh, you can kind of see that they were struggling a little bit for points, which is a bit rare for Manly considering who they've got in their back line. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's maybe a bit of a luckluster performance in there. It ended up being a bit more of a gritty game than I think they were expecting. Um, mm. There was some. What was the? Oh, the the main thing out of this was to the forward pass, um, which would have had the match ceiling winner for Turbo to get Turbo. Over. Well, it was it was earlier than match ceiling, but yeah, I I think I think understandably, Manly fans uh, could be pissed off about that. It didn't look forward to me. Yeah, I saw a highlight of mm. it before on 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 the TV angle that, that you would have got. It looked mm. looked fine. Um, I think from reports, it was you know it was thrown at the thirty quarter quarter at the thirty two. Uh, but out yeah. of the hands, it was backwards. Yeah. Uh, it looked looked backwards, and I guess that's what the rules um, dictate. But the umpy was there, yeah. r- right in line. Um, so Referee. I don't know I'm fucking it up on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you've been doing all these times in <laughs> AFL. Yeah. I knew this one. That's why I was fucking it up. Um, technically, it's a touch judge. Yes, I know it was. It was a referee in this line. He was right in line with the pass because um, it was an infield, uh, and he, he called it. Like in the replay, you can see him call it straight away. So, um, I guess if you go off his angle, he was he was probably best place to do it. And yeah, he's called this one forward. But you know, watching at the TV angle, if you're a viewer at home, yeah, you'd probably be furious um, on, on that one. Unfortunately, not just manly fans. 
half of Australia probably had Tommy Turner <laughs> yeah, in their multis yeah. for, for any time <laughs> try score <laughs> or in their super coach slash fantasy uh, team. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Speaking of contentious, uh, the Warriors get a win 16 14 against the Bulldogs. That final try from Sean Johnson, uh, I would have thought if you wanted to explain obstruction to someone can, that, that didn't know the Jimmy? rule, uh, yeah. may, may have alluded to It'll this. It'll be in the highlights on the NRL. It didn't, yeah, it didn't bode that well. Now, there could have been a little bit of karma argument. There was a try in the first half, mm. uh, which was disallowed. It looked like Viliami Kikau stripped the ball. Um, uh, and maybe there was a bit of, you know, football gods, football gods. square up. Yeah, but this one didn't look great, I didn't think. Yeah, well, would Jimmy will pull it up for us and we'll have a quick look at it. Um, it was good to see the Fox, though, um, getting getting the wheels turning. He's so and fast, dude. He's so quick um, to get down there. Uh, so we're, we're, we're looking here so at, no, at uh, the contact. No, no Shepherd. Uh, on that, but yeah, for Noah Blake comes through and uh, takes it's Marnie. Marnie, yes. I think they might have gone. There was actually a similar-ish one in the Raiders game today, uh, and they went with the same ruling that he's made a defensive decision to take the lead runner. Nice. Uh, it's yeah. I can see why they didn't call it, but I also you didn't really give him an opportunity to make a tackle in this one. Yeah. I think the argument was number nine um, for the dogs. Even if he wasn't impeded, probably wasn't going to be able to make the tackle. Which is a, it's Johnson, a sticky rule, is, isn't it? He's still got to allow him to make yeah. an attempt. But I guess Flanua Blake hasn't stopped in the line. He has run through it, um, which they'd, they'd ping you on. And I guess Marnie's kind of a little bit further back there. He does mm. he does make contact with the lead runner, but... I think Fanua Blake's done the right thing and gone right through. If he'd gone and stopped on the line, then yes, I would have called that more instruction. I can understand but, why, why know, dogs fans are angry. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's it's the greyest of grey areas in, in the rugby league and they will change uh, that ruling next week anyway. So it'll be different again next week. It'll be different again the week after that. Nonetheless, yeah. neither of these teams win the comp this year, so well, it's, yeah. <laughs> doesn't even matter. Speaking of teams that won't win the comp this year, uh, Newcastle get a 24 to 14 <laughs> win um, up there at McDonald Jones Stadium against the Canberra Raiders. Uh, Knights actually go to two and two. Raiders, uh, if it wasn't for the West Tigers, I think would be last. Um, yep. Sean, did you catch mm. much of this? What, what was your take? I did. Uh, Raiders had plenty of opportunities and plenty of ball uh, with no real scoring options. Um, I think we had a bit of a chat on the way over here, and they they can't buy a try at the moment. And uh, I guess when you think of them. Uh, potent outside backs for scoring are all on the sidelines at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, they are kind of struggling, I think. Um, and yeah, they're probably surprised the Sharkies last week with no Nico Hines to get a win there. Um, uh, I think the Raiders had op- plenty of opportunities in this. They had plenty of chances to actually win this game and take this game away from the Knights. But they just, outside of throwing it to Jack um, and Jack White and saying, uh, make some magic happen, that was about all they had. Uh, and uh, losing Fogarty, I guess, in the uh, earlier in the day with his illness didn't help as well. Uh, having um, Crawford's a solid replacement, but he's um, yeah, Frawley. Yeah. Fra- Frawley, sorry, yes, um, he's solid replacement. He's not a guy that's going to start week in week out um, for an NRL team. Concerned about the Raiders? Uh, no, I think they did this last year, and then they went on the hot form at the back end of the season. So 
I'll wait until everyone's healthy and then I'll make a decision. But it could be. I suppose that's it. Savage yeah. is out for eight, ten weeks. Yeah, so he, that's round a long eight way. is what they're saying. So, um, yeah, it is a long way. It's another four weeks um, before we get to that. Um, I am concerned. I'm not a Raiders fan, but looking at them, they they trialed poorly. They haven't mm. impressed by any uh, stretch yeah. of the imagination. Yeah, really, didn't really buy anyone. Um, mm. Mm. And Danny Levi broke another broken jaw um, mm. last yep. week. He's going to be out eight weeks. Luckily, Tom Starling is a is a handy. Yeah, and uh, they have yep. Wolford as well as mm. as backups there, and that was what they ran with last year. Um, but. It, it kind of didn't work today. Um, yeah. I think Wolford only played really the second half, um, the last like 30. So uh, they've got a good forward pack. I just don't think they have know where the points are coming from at the moment is the way I feel. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and hope some of those guys can get healthy. It's a long season. We won't write home just yet. Yeah. Another team that uh, – a few blokes here might be concerned <laughs> about the uh, St. George and uh, Warrior Dragons uh, got well and uh, well and truly pumped today. Yeah, the Raiders at, aren't conceding at home, 40 at home by the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, yeah, back to back weeks conceding 40. Uh, yeah. It was a Nico Hines show uh, yeah. after missing the first Rip return of first, first few weeks. Uh, absolutely lit it up, had 123 run meters. Um, yeah, I watched play the hand in, in nearly all of their trials. Yeah, I watched a fair bit of this, mm. and you could just you could see that. You know, Nico Hines was just taking time to work himself into the game, get used to it again. The first, like, 20 was pretty slow. And then you just see him starting to, you know, get back in it, get back used to the boys and then you know, flick that switch and then he put the, put them to the sword essentially mm. uh, in that second half. So yeah. it was 8-12 at half time. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big Dragons problem because that's a few weeks in a row where that, that last sort of 10, 20 minutes has just been mm. capitulation time. Yeah, defensively so, let one in and then yeah, just sort of switch so, off. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Those halftime chats, um, <laughs> maybe not working out too well. No. <laughs> poor poor Hook can't be out there and make every tackle in the uh, last 20 minutes. I know, I know. And uh, it's it's going to be concerning because i got Dolphins next week. Conceded another 40, 40 in three weeks, um, you know, one and three over the first month. Uh, we said he had a short lease. The question is how short is that lease going to be? And, and if they do boot him, like who's going to be interim then for the rest of the year essentially? It's, Ice tea's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matty Jones show. Yeah. It's yeah, grave concerns for the Dragons. Uh, I can't think of any of the other squads at the moment that have um, been conceding that big of score lines back to back. Thank God for the West Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah. Well, Righto, boys, that'll wrap up uh, the first four rounds of the NRL. Definitely a few surprise packets mm. with uh, with the Bronx and Dolphins playing as well as they have. Uh, a few teams, a little bit lackluster in terms of uh, Penrith and Melbourne. Uh, we'll see what round five has in store for us. Get on to the other yeah. form of footy. Da 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 This had the classic Carlton feel of, oh yeah, we, we've had this lead. Uh, they lose this game. They <laughs> didn't. How many bullets were you sweating though in that fourth quarter? A fair few, a fair few. And <laughs> they, they were coming uh, though. They were coming. Oh, they were coming. They were coming. And then the last sort of forty-five seconds, I was like, "We're home." <laughs> <laughs> we're home. 
Um, the cats. Were you friend. off the couch for the last 45? No, I was. I was on the couch. It was Thursday night. Uh, obviously, I had to back up for, for work the next morning. But, um, yeah, a little, a little sweaty. A little sweaty, that's for sure. Uh, the Cats, on the other hand, they're on too. A little bit of a premiership hangover. Uh, Joel Selwood out of the equation uh, through retirement. Paddy Dangerfield uh, hasn't gotten off to the best start, um, although have run into some much improved teams in Carlton and Collingwood. Uh, Charlie Kerner, he's he's hot. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. He boots five. Yeah. And Sammy Walsh may or may not come back in, in week three. Uh, the sky's the limit for the Blues. Jeez, it would have been nice if they held on. Um, on opening night against against the Tigs to to have the eight points, but uh, they've looked pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shout out to Jezek Cameron, uh, booted six twenty five posies in a losing effort. He's uh, so good. Yeah. Well, I think they were talking on commentary. Is he the best player in the AFL at the moment? It's a big call. It's a big call. I, I thought so. At what he does at being a you know a centre half forward Ford, who yeah. can go up and get like who the fuck gets twenty five possessions and kicks six goals Ford. like. That that's that's pretty freakish. Uh, the best player in the AFL is that's I don't know. You know, maybe 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 that's a little bit of a stretch. Maybe mm. maybe guys like uh, Marcus Bontempelli or, yeah. or Max Gorn or Lockie Neal or, or the likes. Yeah, might, some midfielders probably might have something to say about of that. Is he the best at what he does in the AFL? Yeah, mm, I think yeah. you can make an argument. Yeah, mm. he kicks goals unlike Harry Mackay. I'd love to sort him. I'd love him to sort out his his goal kicking. Yeah. Hey, the old uh, the old round the corner. He loves to snap it from pr- pretty much straight in front. Uh, he's a Coleman winner, so he probably kicks reasonably straight. But there are there are times, and there are it's the, a bit of hoodoo at the moment. I think. Well, there's there's a time as well where where you want someone who's safe as houses. You want a Tony Lockett to go back there yeah, and yeah. just kick it straight yeah. down mm-hmm. the straight down the hay diddle when you don't really get that feeling with Big H. Plumped yeah. a few marks at the end of this one to, yeah, to oh, fucking yes. bury the game. But, did, yeah, if, if there is yeah. a, a part of his game that he could improve on from a bunch of blokes that probably <laughs> couldn't <laughs> kick it out this garage straight, yeah. um, <laughs> if there is anything that he could improve on, it's probably that. Hit the target, hit the target. Yeah. Mm. Brisbane, Melbourne in the in the lights off bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we sort of spoke earlier at the start of the program about uh, the lights going off at the Gabba, so we won't harp too much on this one. Let's talk more mm. about the footy. Um, Max Gorn, maybe the big story out of this one. Has he had a scan yet, Max? Could you chase mm. that one up? I, I think we were saying, I think reports were MCL and it's not as bad as first thought. Mm. I, th- I think was the report I saw. The mechanism didn't look like classic ACL. Yeah. Well, we'll let Jimmy chase that up. Uh, the other one was the Jared Barry shoulder. Um, by all accounts, it's, uh, he's just a bit sore. Uh, but there's nothing doing his, his reports. So uh, competing bias in the family says that it looked worse than what he's letting on. Hmm. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. The doctor's given an official announcement on that. Is this classic Lions go out there and look like, you know, one of the best teams in the comp, but it's at the Gabba? That's the big caveat? Yeah. Lions line, at the Gabba are a bit different to, you know, kind of like, you know, West Coast out West. So uh, th- their challenge, of course, will be playing in, in Victoria. Any news there on Maxi? Uh, yes. Uh, MCL? Scan, say, MCL. Four to six four weeks. Four to six weeks. Yeah. 
So what it's a, not, what it's a not ready made replacement in, in Big Brody Grundy yeah, to come in <laughs> and step in and, and do the main ruck work for the next four to six weeks. Yeah, yeah. and that's probably a, a decent outcome uh, for Gorn as well. Just a, if it's a knee injury, four to six weeks is better than six months. Yeah, that's it. And like even with that four to six weeks, again, can sort of take his time to get to recover, recover properly. Um, yeah, and he doesn't need to be rushed back or any of that. Squad's oh, good, and like we yeah. said, Grundy's ready to go. Yeah, that's it. Hot pies, boys. Uh, really mm. um, dished out the punishment in the prison bar game. Uh, did, did you did you see their their chat regarding? Uh, you know, it wasn't the only uh, power outage uh, this week uh, mm. for them. <laughs> you know, putting it, putting the port port Adelaide the power to the sword. So the lights turned off yep. in this one too, did they? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, boys, uh, they're, they're looking pretty good. Collingwood fans should yeah. start getting a little bit excited. Those Dacos boys. We doubted them as well and they're just. They're so good. Mm. So good. Yeah. Um, Dacos boys nearly 60 and four goals. You don't see this very often. No Port player had more than 21 touches. Uh, mm. Sam Powell, Pepper and Ollie Wines are getting 21 apiece. Uh, I think. Port Adelaide come back to earth after a, a very good showing last week, uh, and Collingwood fans can can you know really be confident in uh, in the way that those uh, those pies have started. Yeah, I've pies at this point are, are looking like a uh, top team um, uh, to you know play against the, the, those big ones, to the Geelongs and the the Melbournes of this competition. They look like they're ready to go there and. Port, I think, will be competitive this year. Um, but, you know, they've run into, I guess, one of the, the top sides at the moment. And they, they're just red hot. Yeah, they'll have to do it for the rest of the year, though. Yeah, that'll be, I think, the, the price challenge. Richmond go over to the Adelaide Oval and get the job done. Uh, they, they started hot and the Crows couldn't catch them. Shout out to young Samson Ryan. He's a, he's a Pambula product uh, just down the south coast of New South Wales here. Uh, he was in his second game, booted three. I think he went up to Brisbane Lions, couldn't come through their academy and Richmond threw him a bone and he's definitely taken uh, the opportunity by the scruff of the neck. Uh, Rory Laird, always very good. He had 38 in a losing side. Hard to mm. make of what Adelaide could be this year. I I don't think that they're, they're going to be – well, I definitely don't think they'll be top eight material, but I don't think they're sort of bottom two. They're not the worst. Team. Yeah, I don't think – yeah, I think like a gentleman. Hawthorne's gen- clearly showing that. Yeah, we'll talk them. about them in a second. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, talk, well, let's talk about them right now. The Western yeah. Bulldogs uh, have started horrendously, yeah. um, get, getting really – Scroll down a little bit, Jimmy. Really dished in their first two games. You get dished by Melbourne. Yeah, so, yeah. You can't. You kind of understand it. You get dished by St Kilda. Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone really expected this. St Kilda, are what third in the moment of the ladder? It is very early. Season, early, early. Yeah, they've yeah. won both their games, but yeah, um, crazy, crazy. Did, was it Steel that played with a broken collarbone in in this one? Uh, possibly. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, follow that for me. I think it was Steel. Um, Played out the last quarter with a broken collarbone, and it's 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 broken in two places. The bones completely um, separated. It, it looks like a bad one. That's a, that's big. If if Jack Steele's going to be out, Jack Steele. I think it was Steele. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Undergo uh, surgery on Monday to repair broken collarbone. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I saw. I saw. Jeez. See, scroll. See if they got the X-ray there. It's it. Not uh, good. It, yeah, it was bad. Um, uh, you know, clean break in two spots, and it's literally bones floating there, and Ooh. they'll have to put that back in and. 
Probably some pins to keep it in place. That's a big out for them. What does it say, Jimmy? It says uh, something about Jimmy Webster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, suffered the injury in the third quarter. Um, Tough man to play a full quarter with a bone floating around exactly. on his yeah. shoulder. But, yeah, that's a huge out for them. Um, yeah. They didn't need it against the Bulldogs who, like you said, they've got a lot of name value on their, their list and just haven't been um, doing the job. It's only, it's only two games to go off, but historically, like in the last few years, have been a very high-scoring team. Mm. And I don't know if it's just film work or – I think I saw some statistics on their defensive work is actually like the worst in the league by far. Mm. Um, like their defensive a- effort uh, is just not there at the moment. So uh, they will really need to you know, pull their socks up in that regard mm. if they want to be competitive. Otherwise, yeah, they're going to be scoring bugger all and have other teams running around them. Mm. North Melbourne go out and get a point win uh, over there in Perth against Frio. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. <laughs> That's a big Roo, roo, roo. Yep. Alistair Clarkson, uh, you know, a lot had been spoken about his year off and mm. where he would end up. He yeah. ends up at the shin boners and, uh, and they're 2-0. Oh. Same amount of wins as what they got last year. Yeah. Uh, Lewis yeah. Davies, Uniaki, uh, I think he's in his third year now. And Harry Sheasel, two games. Uh, Sheasel the Cheezels, too yeah, good. Un- unreal. Uh, Nick Larkey actually sort of goes under the radar a little bit, but but sort of shaping up as a, as a reasonable key tool. Uh, th- this would be relief for, for North Melbourne fans, long-suffering fans, having to deal with all the rhetoric around moving him to Hobart mm-hmm. and how shit they've been really for the last sort of five-plus years. Uh, to go out there and uh, and start two and zero and knock off Freo, who who were pretty handy. I think they led wire to wire. I think they led the whole game um, yep. in this one. Uh, look, no one expects them to be you know up there playing for premierships this year. <laughs> but the fact that they've got two on the board already, it's uh, you yep. like to see it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, the Dockers are no slouch as well. We're there. Mm, kind of definitely a, over there. A, a, Especially a, over yeah, there, yeah, a dark horse team that can um, uh, play into the eight uh, as we as we think. I'll let you boys take us through Sunday. I need to do a little PP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Hopefully you've watched uh, Essendon and, uh, and Sydney look <laughs> pretty good. Hawthorne, yeah. not so much. Not so great. No, uh, yeah, Hawthorne uh, – Sydney looking – well, on our flip side, Sydney looking dominant. Um, you know, no issues for them. They've got the young fellas there that just keep keep playing well um, and scoring a bulk uh, bulk goals. So, you know, they've yeah. – uh, what was that, a 70, 80-point difference in this one for them over Hawthorne who struggled to score 37. So, yeah, Hawthorne, yep. it's shaping up to not be their year. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this season. Yeah, yeah. So as you said, eighty-one um, points difference there. Um, Logan McDonald scoring five goals, one behind um, Joel Amati. Yeah, that's a big one. That one, right? Amati is because he's a he's a tall as well. Yeah, so I he, think he coming back from injury. I think he had a knee injury. Yeah, right. So he scored another four, two, and uh, Papley scored two, three as well. So um, yeah, obviously just being able to work it up the field and make. Yeah, score bulk goals. Um, obviously, always helps you win games. And Pess has put the note there of you know general gen, genuine concerns for the Hawks and probably potentially getting the spoon um, mm. uh, from what we've seen through two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a long year. Talking about it in that 
in the NRL, looking at the AFL, the the points against, they're just yeah leaking bulk points at the moment, not really scoring too many. Their percentage is very low. Western Bulldogs not too far behind, and then the Suns. Yep. Let's use that as a transition. Essendon beat the Suns. Uh, Suns, I think, have been a little bit more competitive in their games, um, but mm. they're they're just not a great like name value list. Um, they really rely on Took Miller and uh, Matt Rowan um, to to yeah. do do jobs for them to you know really lift that side, and it doesn't get any easier. I think they played you long next week, so. Um, did you say catch any of this? Yep. The Bombers fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, catch bits and pieces of it. Um, the Suns were did seem to be really good in defence. Um, I think this, I think their clearances might have been the one that was sort of keeping them ahead of the game. For most, for most part, I was pretty nervous uh, heading into the fourth quarter. Um, it was all pretty much tied up. Um, yeah, our, our small forwards or whatever just couldn't really um, find the ball inside their fifty to score score any goals, but. Um, yeah, did end up manage managing to to win this one. Um, ended up quite comfortably winning this one, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah like you said, like you mentioned before, took Miller. He had thirty one disposals. Um, I think President's credit, Zach Merritt, um, Darcy Parrish also had thirty uh, odd disposals as well. Will uh, set a field with twenty eight. So I do feel bad for the Suns. You always look at their like player stats, and it's usually full of the other teams. You know, up yeah. there in the top and then took Miller's in there. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, as I said before, they've got, you know, a couple of guys that they really rely on and then um, outside of that they're just a, a list that's still struggling. Yeah. Um, and the final one was West Coast in West Coast were beating GWS. Is they, that game? They, they did. They did, they they did win, yeah. yep, 19 point winners over there. And Toby Green put up for them. Yeah, kick, kick four, uh, always, always good. Uh, the the standouts for West Coast. Uh, Jake Waterman kicking four. Um, just going through a, a lot of giants at the top of that list, which is interesting. Jaden Hunt mm. uh, kicking two off halfback. That's that's pretty impressive. Well, they're leading. Oh no, don't worry, ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> the orange team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the other way around. Yeah, so you know, West Coast get a decent win there. They're kind of both mm. in the middle of the pack at the moment. Although I do expect that to change. Yeah, the mm. West Coast will what, bump up then if that's not live. No, that's live. No, it's live. Yeah, so they yeah. jumped up to ninth. Yeah. Battle of the West, who do you reckon will have it this year? Freo still. Freo still. Yeah. 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 Again, early season. Uh, there was a lot of teams there in the uh, the bottom. Um, I'll actually play each other next week. Mm. Um, the Derby. The Derby. <laughs> uh, a lot of teams there that move up. Long season, a lot to happen. Mm. As long as Essendon stays up where they are at the moment. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's an interesting top eight at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> much like the league where yeah. a lot of the yeah. predictions haven't really come to fruition Albeit early days, yeah, but uh, yeah. we'll Again, see what yeah. happens. Early, early, come back and add us at round 10 and then we'll have more clarity in what's going to happen. That's it. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! Quick run through the NBA. Uh, hmm. We'll start in the East. The Bucks and Celtics still way up top. Uh the, the Bucks did play Denver and got mm-hmm. smacked only one game, obviously. Yeah. Uh, can't 
read into that too much. The but two that, ones going mm. up against each other? Mm, could could be the, the finals. Uh, we're going to talk about these 76ers. Joel Embiid is into $1.67 for the MVP. Um, his... his uh, his numbers across all categories looking ridiculous. Uh, James Harden missed today. I don't think he'll be out for too long. Uh, goes into the Cavs and the Knicks. Julius Randle, he is playing unreal. It's essentially the Knicks are nothing without Julius Randle. He scored 57 mm. in a loss to the Wolves earlier in the week. Wow. Heat starting to make that run up. Mm. Nets yep. starting to have that slide down. Mm. As expected. Yes, as, as we expected. I think it's quite interesting that East, you've got, say, the big three. Cavs kind of trying to stay in touch with that, but then they're well clear of everyone else. Yeah. So. yeah. It's almost like the Bucks and Celtics have been the big two all year and now it's kind of like, well, we, when JoJo and he's on, like, mm-hmm. is it a big three with, with the 76ers? Yeah. And then, yeah, the Cavs, no one really expects the Cavs to be playing, you know, Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. But uh, they keep in touch at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And then you just come into this sort of log jam through the middle with uh, a. Yeah. With the Knicks, Nets, Heat, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, Wizards, Pacers, Magic. Mm. Uh, yeah, even Magic maybe if they won two in a row. If they keep a run going, then yes, they get in there. But, yeah, I, I just don't see outside of the top three and potentially four, the other ones, yeah, not so, not so sure about. And I, I think the top three have clinched, of course, by now. So They have. They have clinched. Mm. Monks, can you um, open up uh, sports bet? Our good unofficial sponsors, mm-hmm. uh, and look at the Eastern Conference um, odds. I'd be very surprised if there's, you know, any anyone short outside of Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers. I think I think it would be a um, a reasonable drop off. Uh, Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference, two dollars ten yeah. for the Celtics, two eighty eight. Did I, did I say Celtics? Two dollars ten for the Bucks. Yes. Two eighty eight for the Celtics. Five fifty yeah. for the 76ers, and then a massive drop off to the Cavs yep. at seventeens, and then and an even Knicks, bigger drop off. I, I think it just 36. confirms what we said. You know, Bucks and Celtics are clear to top. Seventy um, sixes are staying within touch. The Cavs are trying to stay in touch, but everyone else is just blown out of the water. I think the big talking point is: is it a two horse race or is it three horse race? I think it's three. I think it's official with with yeah. JoJo with yeah, probably the MVP yeah. with yeah. Tyrese Maxey the way he's been playing James Harden etc. I think Harden it, healthy. It, yeah, Embiid MVP chat leads me to say yeah, it's probably a big three, mm. and they've been good over their last run as well. Let's roll yeah. into the West where it's maybe a few more teams might like to uh, make a statement from a bit lower in the standings. The Nuggets are perennially at the top. They've won 50 games as of today, although did uh, have a little bit of a shaky period in the last few weeks. Yeah, I think they've stabled mm. it a little bit with three wins on the trot. And then the Grizzlies, um, Jar's been back, what, three <laughs> matches or three Th- matches? I think three as of today, but they uh, it's a bit of you too with or without you. They can yeah. they can win without <laughs> Jar Morant. Yeah. And but, won five straight. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, they've been... Uh, very good. Yeah. Jaron Jackson's showing why he he was a um, you know in the All Star game he he was putting up numbers you know high twenties mid thirties without Jar. Um, I was mm. bored in the dark. <laughs> Desmond Bain still does a bit. <laughs> Dylan Brooks don't think he's the most likable guy in the NBA, <laughs> but uh, he's pretty good. And what about uh, Kennard yeah. gets Jabbies? Yeah, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> Luke Kennard he um. He had 10 three-pointers yesterday, uh, 10 of 11 if you don't mind. So uh, not bad off numbers. the bench there. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, drop 30 off the bench is pretty good. What about light me up, shine the beam. Gangs keep going. Dementis Sabonis, I think I sent this, but he is on track. Yeah, he's... Oh, it's a break. It's kind of like one of those fake like NBA, like is it really a stat kind of thing. But Triple doubles really. Yeah, it's a very obscure record, very deep in the books. But yeah, it's... When it's got, I guess it's when it's got Wilt Chamberlain's yeah, name next to it. Chad Wilt in there. Yeah, it, it means something a little bit more. He uh, is in his first full season with the Kings. He's averaging 19 points, 12 and a half rebounds, seven assists per game whilst shooting 61% field goals. The only player in NBA history to have the same numbers, Wilt Chamberlain, 1966-1967. Pretty handy company to be in there. Yeah. Mm. Sons, we spoke That's about it. last week. Uh, KD um, doesn't look like it's going to be too long. We will anticipate his return pretty shortly. Clippers, Golden State Warriors, Wolves, Mavs. Mavs, Golden State, uh, one of the weirder encounters that you will see in the NBA. Uh, it was one of those he said, she said bullshit, limp biscuit. How you going? Uh, <laughs> so the Mavs, they lost this this one, uh, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday night, uh, to to the Warriors. It was weird, weird scenes where mm. the ball was called to be Warriors. The Mavs thought it oh, was, yeah, it was yeah. theirs, so there was no one in the in the key playing defense. So Jordan Poole chucks it in. Warriors get a dunk. Yeah, they drain it. Yeah, and I, I think they were complaining about a. Um, uh, Ref direction that they had actually pointed the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which you know. happens all the time in amateur sports. Yes, yeah. So they they buggered it up. So they've confused the players essentially, and then they've gone wait. Hold on, what's going on? Um, but yeah, yeah. And on an open basket, they drain it, uh, and then they end up winning by two points, didn't they? They did. They did. It was in the third quarter. Yeah. Well, I know the Mavs owner, um, uh, Mr. Shark himself, which Cuban. Uh, Cuban. That's the one. Uh, wanted to contest that that result on this one, uh, you know, whether they could. I think it was probably all amount to nothing, because, um, like you said, it was in the in the third quarter, and uh, you have plenty of opportunities to change it, <laughs> like change the result. Uh, one bucket, I don't think, is going to in the third quarter is, is is the story of this game. It's also it's not game seven of the finals. Yeah, yeah, like. It was like it was well, a shit, it was a shit show. It was hard viewing. I will say though yeah. that it is, you know, it is probably the more important to the Mavs at the moment because they've been uh, terrible essentially since the the Kyrie trade, and mm. now they're in eleventh. They're so, yeah, they're outside. So they're outside looking in yeah. at the moment. So yeah, this game matters to them. Um, so that's probably the yeah. big difference. There. I mean, we'll, we'll get to them in a second, but like just yeah, the slide, like that whole I guess six to. 13. 12, 13. Even yeah. 13, like Trailblazers could win a couple of games yeah. and yeah, it's they're just, still there. But it's, it There's is, one it's, game in it. It's a function of all these other teams in the West playing well. The Pels mm, have been yeah. playing well. The Lakers, we've got to talk about the Lakers. Yeah. No LeBron, no worries. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They've been playing well. They've they've won three in a row. In a row. <laughs> in a row. Uh, Hillbilly Kobe in uh, Austin Reeves. He's a fan favourite. He, he drains threes. He's a uh, big, lanky, white dude. Uh, and AD... I don't know if if it's a chemistry thing with with him and LeBron, or if if it's just his team when LeBron's not playing. He's so good when LeBron doesn't play. Also healthy. Uh, the, that's maybe, true. That's true. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe that's the 
they've got, kind of got to a period where they're now in the season where he's played long minutes and long mm. periods um, that he's probably in his best basketball at the moment. So uh, scary to think that maybe they could be better with LeBron, but you do raise a good question of, you know, when does LeBron become a role player in this team and, you know, hand it over to AT, which you wouldn't think. And uh, it's still a ways off already. Yeah, and then if, you know, but if they're then losing games... Um, they go back to where the Lakers were at the start of the season. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, questions will be asked. But they're doing all right at the moment. They've won three in a row, seven to three of their last ten, and at 500, currently sitting in eighth spot. But it is a big log jam there. Um, you know, I include the Trailblazers. They're three yeah, games back. The you got, you, yeah, they're three games yeah. back. But, you know, 12 through to seven is two games apart. So there's heaps yeah. there. And, yeah, the Warriors on uh, the back of uh, Clay Thompson playing really well have moved up. Um so starting to make their runs in there. So they'll be in the finals and they're one of those teams that, you know, you don't want to be facing and comes final time. Mm. You boys get around March Madness, any of that sort of college? Oh, I've, se- I've been seeing, say, more of the memes in it. I've seen a lot of people not happy with Houston and uh, the, maybe their aggressive style of basketball they play. Actually, Houston or Texas, one of the two. Um, Houston does have a uni. Yes. So, uh, but not a lot outside of that. Um uh, I've seen a lot of underdogs winning and a lot of the, the big seeds also get knocked out, which is pretty standard, I guess, mm-hmm. um, uh, for for Marsh. Mass- no, it's Texas. It Texas. Texas. Yeah. Longhorns. Hook'em horns. Yeah. But outside of that, no, I haven't been following it that closely. Been watching too much World uh, Baseball Classic. Shout out to Tarnik. Oh, that's not going to help Says hi. Yeah, yeah. March Madness, uh, if you're into it, you're into it. I suppose not too many Aussies are, although it's massive in the US. It is. Yeah. Well, you know, the college scene is huge over there mm. and uh, it's it's their national championships essentially. Mm. Um, yeah, it always brings up the, the conversation about imagine if uh, the NCAA, like they, they, uh, the football, the college football did a, did a you know, a, a tournament knockout style like March Madness. Well, you can do 32 teams and be half a season. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, they've brought in four in the <laughs> yes, last sort of yes. 10 years, which makes it a bit of fun. Yes. Is it down to four? Oh, no, no, Because no. it's like Those east, long it's like north, south, east, west shit. Yeah. So what are it, they? It's Elite Eight, I think. That would finish today, so we should have results. So UConn. Uh, Actually, no, that's to our day today. So it's probably Florida Atlantic. Tomorrow. So you've got half of them. So you get UConn and Creighton. Who the hell is that? And then if Texas. you scroll up, you'll have your these guys got to play to two. San Diego tomorrow. State, Miami. Yeah. Look, hands on hearts, that no experts. We barely string no. together anything that's half uh, intellectual about the NBA. So yeah, <laughs> we barely know how to speak our own language. So. Mm. Uh. Mm. I myself are not very proficient in Korean. (laughs) (laughs) Teach me how to speak English. (laughs) Right, Max, hit that final round. It's going to be a quick one. Often we will talk about the NFL. There's not a lot going on at the moment. Soccer, International Week, uh, England do Italy. They're doing the Euro qualifiers. We'll pick up on the EPL next episode when that resumes. Uh, but outside of that, it's it's pretty much F one and a little bit of a of a card in the UFC. Yeah, and you know, in the NFL space, it's uh, the running backs have been getting their deals finally, and it's when they're like the one year deal mark at the moment. Bobby Wagner is probably the big name today, signing to go back to the Seahawks um, for on a year. But yeah, we're at the back end of free agency, kind of now leading into pro days, and you know, all the chat about 
is it going to be Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young or CJ Shroud uh, for that first pick? Um, but that'll happen for the next month until the draft happens. So that's four weeks away. Uh, but you are correct, F1. And I don't know if Jimmy wants to press some some race car buttons. Um, some meow, meow, meow. I'm going to a voiceover, dude. So Saudi Arabia was uh, the Grand Prix last weekend. Uh, Perez did end up winning that from pole. Uh, we talked about, you know, Max Verstappen being a dollar fifty-two to podium. Uh, starting fifteenth was crazy, and he still finished second. Um, was there yep. after twenty-five laps? Uh, was very quick. Uh, some of the quotes I think from Mercedes were, oh, "That's the quickest car they've ever seen," kind of thing, and it, it really was uh, very, very fast. Um, mm. Made overtaking look uh, child's play. Uh, Alonso continues. He got his third place. Um, a bit of back and forth with the FIA on some penalties uh, for him but he did retain his third uh, position on uh, some common sense uh, you know Mercedes yeah. are there and thereabouts uh, you know with probably the main second team Alonso is probably playing overs at the moment for um, Aston Martin with Stroll uh, not finishing the race Ferrari probably struggling at the start of the year so far they're the third team um, then you've got the Alpines um Magnussen's doing a job for the Haas at the moment. But I guess the big story is McLaren's uh, shooting themselves yeah. in the foot. Um, Oscar, our man, started eighth but lost his uh, front wing on the first lap so I had to pit. And then, yeah, he and, you know, they, they uh, McLaren allowed Oscar to overtake Nor- Norris late in this because yep. he had a quick car at that point. Um, Norris officially, you know, you know, finishing second last with the two DNFs here. Um, with only Valtteri Bottas, surprisingly, a lap down. Um, yeah. But, yeah, considering there's the three rookie, rookies ahead of the Wookiees. Um, <laughs> ahead of, Someone ahead of, do the noise. You said you're the sound like guy. I can't do it either. I've not um, tried. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Better than what I could have done. Yeah. The Wookiees ahead of Norris kind of uh, shows McLaren's in a bad spot at the moment. They're the only team to not score points, I believe. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. So you know they're they're last essentially, which is a huge fall off for them. They want to be competing. Um, so yeah, worrying signs, worrying signs. But either way, no race this weekend, and then they're into the Australian well, GP. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're coming down here, so mm. um, Ricardo's going to be around uh, on the pit wall, etc. We will have, of course, Oscar as the local. Hopefully, he can be in the top ten, maybe do a job for McLaren. But it's, at the moment. It's Red Bull being dominant and we'll have to wait uh, for the other teams to maybe close the gap a little bit. And, you know, Red Bull are expecting yeah. the other teams to, to come a bit closer, but that's that's where we are at the moment. They're so far out front and we'll yeah. capitalise on this while they can. That's it. Um, actually, back on McLaren, I think they fired their technical director, director during the yes. week and, like, broken up his position into three or four different positions to focus on different areas of the car. Yeah. They've got a massive upgrade apparently coming in April, May, I think they said. So Could be too late by then. It's Yeah, by all accounts, it's they're not going to be competing for that yeah. fourth position. Um, yeah, they want to come maintain that. And I... Um, I have grave concerns. Uh, Zach Brown hasn't been able to deliver a, a quality car to um, mm. race consistently, and yeah, if they if they maintain where they are and finish down there, uh, um, Zach Brown's job might be in trouble. Mm. You know, if, if 
the NFL's not for long league. The F1's are even shorter. So, you know, if, yep. if you're not winning races and not competing, you're out. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Verstappen hasn't won the Australian yeah. um, Grand Prix. Interesting. Reckon he does it this year? Didn't know that. COVID. Yeah, true. Leclerc. Bottas, yes, Vettel. Some of names there, yeah. Before his time, I suppose. Um, I, I mean, Perez has been racing really well. Um, Ricardo coming across to Rebel must have lit a fire under his seat. Well, that that's um, that is the conversation because Max went for the fastest lap yeah. to get um, the so you get the extra point. The extra to stay point. In front. So he's one point ahead of Perez um, at the moment. So uh, it is very, very, very close. Um, so the only real direct competition um, to Verstappen at the moment is his teammate. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that'll that'll have some interesting implications, I think, um, uh, later later down talk about later down the the, the season. Uh, but Alonso is probably, you know, he's podium twice now. Um, yeah. Whether they can maintain that over the course of seasons, the big question for, for that team. But Alonso mm. there's just showing um, his his ilk and quality as a driver, even in his forties. Um, yeah. Uh, it'd be good to see him win a race uh, this season. Yeah, would be nice. And I think that's basically F1 at the moment that's, until we get into Friday, yeah. Thursday, Friday with it uh, down here in Australia. Mm. Uh, and then cross the UFC for that happened today. Yes. Yep. Corey, the Sandman, Sandhagen, getting the win against Marlon Vera. And uh, Holly Holm still kicking. Uh, she, mm. she gets a win there against Yana Santos. Uh, boys, did anyone see any of this or just a bit no, of news? Did not I did watch the the main. I didn't see Holly Home, uh, who had a had a good outing. There wasn't a huge mm. lot of name value on this card, uh, mm. but Corey Sanhagen really dominated this fight. I thought he only dropped one round. Uh, the fact that someone had a judge had a split decision here for Vera was madness because mm. you look at the other ones. It's 50-45 and 49-46 and then it's you know you have forty eight forty seven. Doesn't make sense. Didn't mean to do it yeah. in this episode, but the judging uh, needs to kick up the bum in the UFC, doesn't it? Yeah, there's been yeah. a lot of questions. I guess it's, it's come to the point where they're, um, you know, are these guys? Do they know what they're looking at? Kind of thing. It's um, a joke. What, what, how are they scoring it? Because shouldn't have such such different um, scoring in in this one. Yeah. Uh, especially like this when you can clearly see a guy dominated a lot of it out in this one. So, um, yeah, I. It's, it's good for Sanhagen, good win because um, uh, Vera, I think, was third and he was fifth. Mm. And then he called out um, – who's the guy that won last week? Magomedov? Something like that one. <laughs> no, maybe it, was a, no, maybe it wasn't last week, the week before. Banterweights, banterweights. Yeah, that one. He beat Jan. No? Was it on the young card? Yeah, it was young. Click on that one. The other fight, no. Oh, this one. Yeah. How do you say this dude's name? Oh, oh. Me, me rap. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, who, who, of course, won a very dominant fashion there. Who's also very good friends with um, uh, Aljamain, so they're not going to compete against each other for a title. Uh, so we uh, will. 
he's essentially a gatekeeper mm. now. Um, so if if Sanhagen goes to three, um, then uh, potentially you know he's got to fight the gatekeeper here to then fight the champion. But Henry Cejudo's still in that conversation in that division. So. Mm. What about the I suppose the fall of Petian in the last couple of he's dropped a few, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's imagine if he didn't throw the illegal knee, where would we at? Because he was dominating mm. that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit of a fall off. The game changes very quickly, though. You can see the Aljamain really improved uh, post, you know, that that failing. So, mm. um, yeah, it's uh, when does that happen? Um, it's it's a very very changey game. Like yeah, it, it changes very quickly. And yep. surprisingly, you go back to Holly Home at 41, I think, getting another win. And she signed a six-fight deal with the UFC essentially to make her last run at a, at a, at a belt um, in that division. Yeah. Um, in the, I'm assuming women's bent for her. She'll be getting on. Yeah, I'll definitely. I said she was 41, didn't I? Yeah. 41, yeah. Yeah. She's in six fights. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Which, oh. yeah, would be her run. I think she's still ranked high in the top ten, so um, – yeah, she's number she, well. She's number three in the bantamweight. Yeah, wild. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah, and then you see two eight sevens when a uh, week after next. So in two weeks, Easter. We'll preview, mm. Yeah, we'll preview that when we get close to that. Mm-hmm. A big card. Oh, a huge Pereira Arasania round two. Uh, Gilbert yep. Burns and uh, Jorge Masvidal. Rob Font, yeah. Kevin Holland, uh, Kevin Gasolim all on the card. Uh, we'll have a look at that in, uh, what, the next episode, I suppose. Yeah. And yeah. It's interesting on Masvidal because he's been in the, the news this week talking about if he wins this, him and Edward still have beef. Mm. Um, but I think Dana reconfirmed <laughs> today that uh, Colby's getting the next uh, attempt mm-hmm. at the belt. And then from there we will um, – uh, which is probably that middle of the year, and then maybe the winner of this will then get another chance. So we'll see. But then mm. you got to remember there's the, the Hazmat Ben Hamzat fighting around there who could potentially fight either um, winners from, from you know, these two divisions here. Uh, he wants to take on the middleweights as well as the welterweights currently. Mm. Thank you to anyone that has tuned in to the Esky, uh, whether you've caught us live on the YouTube or listening back during the week, hope you're having a good week. I think we're here next week and then yes. Easter we'll yep. see what's doing. We'll work it out, yeah. Uh, Big fan of the deli caps, that's what we were saying. We yeah, were. thank you to Fenaru Saga for joining us in the chat. Uh, yes, Coley is king uh, if, the, <laughs> if the year is 2018, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's 2023. Caps win. <laughs> IPL heading up, uh, hoping to speak to their media team and uh, what, Blues and Dragons just win bulk games, probably? Bombers and Dragons. Maybe not Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's not Dragons. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. Let's Thanks. get that Dolphins, Dolphins run going. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. Bye.